Justin Winefields. You got a resident tough guy, Mr. Tony Morales. Say hello, brother. What's going on, guys? How's things? Ah, things are good, man. And I hope things are good for you minefielders out there. We are pretty much caught up. It's been a while, man. We've got all these fucking weird setbacks and shit, and I apologize. and Pretty much all my fault, but whatever. I <laughs> I assume I'm forgiven. Uh, I was watching some Walker, Texas Ranger earlier with the dude from Supernatural. And uh, there was no theme song. And I was pissed the fuck off. <laughs> no theme song. I don't even know if he knows karate. Aww. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... So I sent Mr. Tony Morales some uh, Conan O'Brien. You remember the... Uh, did you ever watch Conan O'Brien back in the day? Oh, yeah, definitely. The the Walker, Texas Ranger lever, man. Like, uh, just pulling itch. Walker says I have AIDS. <laughs> Aww. Excellent. Poor Haley Joe Osment. He has AIDS. But Walker told him, so he's going to be okay. Did you ever get he into, will overcome. Did you ever uh, get into those Chuck Norris jokes back in the day, like 15 years ago? Yeah, it was one of those things, like, I'd watch it if it was on, but I never, like, went out and looked for it. No, I mean, those, I uh, it hard. no, I'm, well, I watched Walker because my mom always watched it on Saturday nights, and uh, I was always home. Uh, I'm talking about those Chuck Norris jokes from, like, 15 years ago. Oh, jeez, yeah, the freaking... I can't remember any right now, but yeah, we should spout those off all the time. Jeez. Oh, they, they killed him, man. My my favorites were, uh, if you stare into the American flag long enough, you'll see a 3D image of Chuck Norris. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chuck Norris wasn't born. He roundhouse kicked his way out of his mother. <laughs> uh, Chuck Norris can blow bubbles with beef jerky. Uh, it's the best ones I got off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, I just remember him being in Dodgeball. Loved him in Dodgeball. Oh, I loved him in Dodgeball, man. Let's see how this works out for him. (laughs) (laughs) Walker was good, man. Uh, I didn't really dig the new show. I like the new uh, Alan Tudyk alien show where he's an alien and he takes over this guy's... Well, he doesn't take over his body. immediately murders him and morphs into him. It was pretty funny. And the writing was... It was funny... On a pop culture way, like it was someone that's hard to pop, but it was it was like Twilight writing. Like I'm like either she's gonna find out he's an alien right away and they're gonna fall in love and she's gonna help him, or they're gonna fall in love and she's gonna fall in love and find out about it at the uh, last uh, uh, season closer, and there that's what we got. Definitely in season one. That's my money right there. It was it was it was Twilight writing and. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was Alan Tudyk, and uh, you know, I watched with my mom because I've been helping her out the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. She was like, isn't that, isn't that Dale from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil? I'm like, yeah, that's fucking him, man. <laughs> yeah, that's him, man. Did you ever watch that? No, I, I know him from, like, I remember Night's Tale and uh, what was that TV show? Serenity. Freaking, the gir- no, the girl from freaking, uh, the girl from High School Musical. It was a superhero show, but they were the normal people. Heroes? Like, ran for, like, one season. Uh, uh, no, it was, like, uh, Unpowered or something like that. What the hell were you But he was, he was, like, he was, like, Bruce Wayne's cousin. <laughs> who was, like, who was, like, running, like, some Wayne Tech subsidiary. And he's just, because they just needed to put him somewhere because he was a Wayne, so he needed a job. 
seen a job. And like freaking Vanessa Hudgens played one of the one of the like she had just moved to town and that was her first job in in Gotham. And like they always have like they always have all these like superhero or supervillain attacks, but like you never saw anybody. Mm-hmm. It was it was freaking it was hilarious and freaking it only lasted like one season, but like I think it was like came out like two three years ago, and it was like unpowered or something. I can't freaking recall it, but it was just a it was funny. It wasn't empowered, was it? Like where the where the girl's superhero suit, like the the more it gets torn up, the more power she like gets, and the bigger her no. powers get. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, that's. But the... no, it was it was freaking. It was just something. It was something dumb like that. Freaking, look it up later or something. Nah, he's he's a good guy, man. Like Funny. watching that guy laugh, and then the other thing before we get heavy into comics is we've got some good comics getting into this week. Is, uh, was just, I was fucking with you earlier and I was like, uh, yeah, big whoop, because you're getting all your AW figures online. I'm like, well, it's nice to have that big boy fucking Mark ass money. And, uh, remember, like, having to reread all the comics I had, like, a million times because I only had a couple when I was a, a child. And now we've got, like, stacks of shit we haven't read yet. Yeah. It's but, freaking ridiculous. But this future state. This future state situation is really making me happy, man. Oh no, it's been it's been solid. Like, it raises just as many questions as answers. No, nope, that's the point. But it's freaking it's, it's really good. All right, before we get too much into the comics, here's the I don't know if we'll get to all of them. TV's Beat Ninja Turtles number one thirteen, Stillwater number five, Walking Dead Deluxe number seven, The Next Batman number two, Feature State Wonder Woman number one, Cable number seven, Feature State Nightwing number one, King and Black number three, Hellblazer, Rise and Fall number three. Goddamn, I can't believe we didn't read that one this week. Wow, uh, you missed out. Post Americana number two, Black Label, Harley Quinn and Batman number four, and Feature State Suicide Suicide Squad number one. Before we get into the lusciousness of what's happening into DC, I want to talk about Ninja Turtles. One thirteen. It it starts out with okay. So remember, were you a big Ninja Turtle kid when you were a kid? Oh yeah, dude, it was all about the TV show or cartoon when I was a kid. Were you disappointed at first that Ninja Turtles didn't have Bebop and uh, Part Two Secret of Zeus didn't have Bebop and Rocksteady, but then like. Like ten minutes after you saw him, you're happy that you just love Token Razor. <laughs> no, I, I, I like Token and Razor, but I, I I didn't really care whether it had Bebop and Rocksteady or not. I kind of wondered why, but it wasn't like a huge girl. It was called Powerless. Powerless. That was it. Powerless was freaking the Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Alan Tudyk TV show. Now I'm all distracted. What were we talking about? Uh, Ninja Turtles. Yes, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, in the last issue, we see that their token rays are about to be, like, quote-unquote, made. And they have been made now, and they're being transported. And their so-called master is trying to wrangle them. They're they're in a... They're above the, the mutant quarantine zone, and... Mama! <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they break out. And at the same time, a couple issues earlier... Uh, one of my favorite, favorite new additions to the Ninja Turtles, man. She is so beautiful. Like, let me uh, pull this up here. 
Let's see. It starts with an L. Looking it up. What the hell is her name? Lita! That's why I like her so much. Lita. She's a tiny little turtle looking chick. And uh, she's transporting. She's got the... Uh, God, what do they call it? That that thing from Ninja Turtles 3. The, the time clock. At the <laughs> She's... They've already shown that she's been transported here by, like maybe like six months ago. And she shows up and says, Hey, guess what? I'm Lita. And they're like, what? You're Lita? But Lita's right over there. And they're like, no, I'm from the future. And you have to listen to everything I have to say. And I hate future stuff. I've told you about this before. And mm -hmm. But immediately, all of the main turtles are like, okay, we believe you. <laughs> and uh, what are we going to do? And she's like, okay, this everything has been... I have done all my research, and it pinpoints to this point in time where she's got to keep her band going and not quit the band, and y'all got to go save uh, your your worst enemy. And it, it's one of those things we can see Toka and Razor. Uh, Toka looks just like she should, like he should, and uh, Razor looks more like a Siberian Husky, which is fine. Uh, not too worried about it. We get a lot of good back and forth going on because what's going on is that they are they're serving a vote for who is going to be the uh, mayor of the mutant quarantine zone. It oh, was, okay. It was a lot of fun. I mean, the the artwork is extremely detailed. They 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 never leave anything to chance, and they really go hardcore. One of those things where even though a lot of the pages are in different art styles, I mean, they went from new style to Eastman and Laird style on one page. And you're not having, you're not struggling to figure out where you have to look, and it ends on a. Should I believe you? And it was just a lot of fun. I'm glad Token Razor here, because I've been on a big action figure kick here. I really hope we get some good action figures out of it, man. But that's that's a little bit I got on on what's going on Ninja Turtles right now, man. It, they've never disappointed. Not once since, like, I want to say 2010, maybe 2011. And 113 that's issues. A, that's a hell of a run, then. Shoot. Well, man, I remember, like, when I got, like, 180, 184, 183 of Spawn, and I thought I'd miss, like, 30. It felt like I missed, like, 30 years, but I've been reading every single one of these, and it's just been since then, and I guess a long time since going by, but been having a lot of fun. Nice. So it's always, always good to have those freaking those long-term books you can just kind of delve into and just like ah. What are what are some of your books that you feel the same way, man? Because I I mean it's one of those things that I can't really talk turtles with people. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people love turtles. I mean, obviously you love turtles. I mean, we all grew up with them. But like in any of those books that you've been following for a really long time that most people haven't been keeping up with. Well, like like I fell off for a few years and I got back into it with the uh, with the new Fifty Two. But like I've I've definitely stuck to like Detective and Batman. Um, I ended up getting into Flash because of the TV show, and then just kind of backtracking issues. Was the from TV, there? Was the TV show cheesy? Because I've only seen uh, Green Arrow, and that one was like maybe just a skosh more than uh, cheesy that I could put up with. Gotcha. And it definitely has its moments. Like, there's definitely some stuff. Like it's like anything else, man. There's definitely. There, is, there are episodes that I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, and there's episodes I'm like, dude. So like, it definitely kind of, it kind of, it can, it can definitely hit or miss. Like I think they, I think they go too hard trying to portray Iris as like this badass that can take everything, 
Whereas she's, you know, she's, you know, they try to make her the leader of Team Flash, where you've got a perfectly good Barry Allen there, right? And like, I'm like, you get like, you know, Barry Allen's a smart guy. He went to college. He's freaking got a job. Freaking doing CIA, you know, freaking he's a CSI freaking shit. crime scene investigator, and like freaking, but like they did an episode where he lost his powers, and all of a sudden he was completely worthless. <laughs> and I'm just like, like he's still super smart and like Batman in the comics is like, you know, the real question is who's the better detective between me and the flash. So like, obviously Barry's, you know, Barry's not a dumbass, but like they freaking, sometimes they treat him like that. And like, same thing with the, uh, with the justice league movie. I, I'm a huge fan flash fan. And I thought the flash was the worst part of that movie. Really? I hated, I hated the portrayal of the flash. I was just like, you know, he should, he's already, you know, in theory, he should already be established as a CSI. Yeah, he runs late, but he's freaking, he knows how to do his job, and he's a smart guy. And they did not portray him as an overly smart guy. Yeah, he was kind of a pussy millennial. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, like, that, that's not the Flash. The There's only two parts of that, or I, uh, the three parts I liked to just sleep with him in it was, uh, we've got uh, Dr. Manhattan was his dad. And, uh, well, the guy that played him. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I uh, like the fact that the way he stared at the battle ring, and then I liked him, you know, uh, saving those uh, people stuck in their home, pushing the pushing the, the truck. But the, yeah. rest, the rest was like, some pussy millennial shit. You're right, man. I never thought about it that much. I, yeah, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't like, like in the, in the, I remember freaking in the animated movies they did Justice League War, like freaking the whole time Green Green Lantern is just like kind of like not impressed by Batman or trying to pretend he's not impressed. And like freaking like Batman is just kind of like, you're, you're kind of dumb. And like, you're kind of a hothead and like you need to calm down. But then he walks up to freaking Flash and he's like, hey Flash, nice to meet you, big fan of your work. And like, you just see freaking Green Lantern just fuming. And like I was like, that that's amazing. That whole the three of them together was amazing. Like I felt I felt like that's how they should have been portrayed, you know. Obviously we didn't have Green Lantern in the movie, but you know, it is what it is. I just felt like they really could have portrayed, you know, Barry as smarter and like better than the way they did. I don't feel like that was Barry Allen at all. Yeah, Barry was kind of a pussy, man. No, I never thought about it that way, man. I was more focused on Batman. Yeah, I mean, Batman was one of the better. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman. Like, I liked, I liked him being the older grizzled vet of the team. Agreed. Like, not quite Dark Knight, like in the future, but just nice in between between regular Batman and and then. I just wish they had done more of the Green Lantern on that one, man. Um, I'm really. Did you see the? Um, they they released a photo of uh, the Snyder Cut Dark Side in armor. I have not actually. No. He looks fucking great. It looks fucking. Nice. Awesome. It looks fucking awesome. I'm 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 really looking forward to this redo and just. You know the the internet speaks and. People listen, and I think this is one of the few times that people are going to listen and, and, and pull it off well. I think Zack Snyder really has a lot uh, a lot going for him um, after uh, what happened to him when he was directing the movie in the first place, and they had Joss Whedon fix it, and I still loved it. I, I The more I watch them, the more I like them more than the Marvel movies. Uh, I, 
there's one of those things like the Marvel movies or that, that hot chick that just takes you and scoops you up and then the the DC movies are, are more intellectual. Like, you got to get to know her. You got to figure it out. Like, you got to be yeah. smart enough to, to really get into this. And and once But once you take the chance and, and really dive deep, you're going to have a lot of fun. And it's going to be good shit, man. It, it's been a lot of good shit. And I wish the best for him, man. I just don't want... Yeah. No, I agree, man. I freaking feel like they, like, I, th- I think they jumped the gun with, like, Superman versus Batman because they were going, they were trying to, like, catch up to Marvel and, like, oh, we need to get to Justice League now. We need to get to Justice League. And, like, they didn't, they were too busy setting up for future movies instead of just giving us a solid two, two and a half hour movie we could enjoy. Like, that's that's where they were going wrong before. You know, freaking uh, set movies since like Wonder Woman was solid. Freaking, uh, I love Shazam. It's my favorite freaking one. Shazam, I, that's, yeah, Shazam was freaking phenomenal. Aquaman was pretty decent. Freaking, um, I even you know Man of Steel. I you know was freaking super solid. It started off, you know, freaking Suicide Squad. That was the like, worst one. <laughs> the casting though was amazing. Like everybody they had on that movie was great, except for freaking. Um, the freaking villain, the Enchantress. Oh, that was terrible. But like the, the story, the story was hot garbage. You can't tell me you're gonna put the Suicide Squad together to get freaking Rick Flagg's girlfriend back. Who cares? Now, like at the end of the day, that's all it was. If you've been reading Suicide Squad even before uh, New Fifty Two, like you would have just been like so pissed off. And like I remember when New Fifty Two came out, and Harley Quinn's on the cover. I'm like, but she's not even the best character like come on yeah. man like she, she she's the money she's the money person she's your freaking main eventer she's freaking she's the one everybody loves and like it does get it definitely gets freaking stupid like harley's cool she's great whatever but like you know she they they put her in a pedestal that she does not pull off not in the least bit. The, the 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 only times I've ever really liked Harley Quinn was on the original Batman the Animated Series, and then what they've been doing with her uh, since um, when they did Harleen. That's when I really mm-hmm. got really into her. I mean, when um, Amanda Palmer and Paul, uh, Palmiotti were were doing it, I was like, this is this is not funny. This is this is boring. This is this is a bunch of garbage stuffed in a garbage sack, and I don't want it. But mm-hmm. when they when they did Harleen, did you read Harleen the Black Label? I did not. Nah. Oh man, that was that was like the reason that was so good was because it didn't tell you how she fell in love with the Joker. It showed you as if you were in her body. Like they they did it such a good such in such a well thought out way that like why wouldn't she have fallen in love with this guy like in your in like you feel like you're in her shoes like I'm loving this guy and at the same time what's going on with Two Face at the same time and the artwork being so gorgeously digitally created and you can't just like and and it, it felt like rewind to Suicide Squad it felt like such a missed opportunity that like we've got Enchantress as the bad guy. And then, like mm-hmm. on the on random deleted scenes, we we get a dead shot. Like, um, what the fuck you doing here, man? <laughs> like, Enchantress yeah. should have been the fucking like after credits fucking bullshit. Uh, dead shot. 
you got fucking Joe Emanuel. And like, that guy was, that guy's a badass. And I've loved him in Magic Mike, man. I loved him in True Blood. I loved him as fucking Flash in uh, Spider-Man. Why not? Well, let's move on. That was Deathstroke, not Deadpool, or not Dead, uh, Deadshot. Oh, yeah, Deadshot. Dead was Will Smith. Dead shot was Will Smith. Suicide Squad. Yes, yes. Yes, my bad. We're talking Slade, uh, Slade, uh... Wade Wilson? No, no, because Wade Wilson... Not Wade Wilson. Wade Wilson Slade is... Wilson. Slade, Wade Wilson is Deadpool. Uh, I was trying to I think, know. like, I was, I, was, I was trying to think of, like, did they, did they mix up his last name, too? Because... No, it was, it's both Wilson. Yeah. It's Slade Wilson and Wade Wilson. Yep. That's... That's the joke. That's a fucking Liefeld just ripping shit off. Did you ever see uh, this random post came out? Like, it was like 12 years ago about why Rob Liefeld is the worst artist ever and like showing like this girl's got like this like four inch waist and like triple G tits and a neck that's like eight inches long. It was it was so much fun. And then it just mixed in about how crazy the guy is in terms of like what he's done like he did the uh, the spike the the Spike Lee uh, was it a, it was it was it Jordash or was it Gap I think it was Gap that was yeah it was Gap it was it was fucking uh, Rob Liefeld doing a Gap commercial showing his ass off what yeah like he was I have absolutely no idea about this I, I'm I'm hundred percent serious on this there's there's a Gap commercial of uh, Rob Liefeld in a uh, Spike Lee directed uh, commercial. Showing his ass off wearing some fucking Gap jeans, and I always thought that that Rob Liefeld was like the uh, the Liefeld the 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 image, the original image creators like their little buddy. You know, there's always a little bit of hey buddy, can, can I come too? And like ah, I would guess so. And uh, he's everybody's little brother. Yeah, he's everyone's little brother. That they just can't get rid of. And then they fired him. And they brought him back. And they fired him. And brought him back. And now we're here. <laughs> God bless. Rob Liefeld I, and his overly busty Captain America drawings. Oh, dude, those those Captain America drawings. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. I, I I loved when they did Rebirth, and uh, I loved all the Fantastic Four that that, they, mm-hmm. when they, that came out after Onslaught. But it was uh, what did I? I did not like what he did with Iron Man. I, I read like one or two. The Fantastic Four was where it was at, and all of that. And Captain, no, not Captain America. What else did Jim Lee do in that one? No, I was pretty much just focusing on fucking Fantastic Four. Yeah, it was Cap- Fantastic Four, Captain America, Iron Man, and... Avengers. And Thor. Avengers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Fantastic Four was where it was at. Seeing, uh, seeing Silver Surfer on Doctor Doom's slab, just getting his cosmic energy drain, that was one of the best splash pages I've ever seen in my life, man. It always pops, always pops in my head, man. Just, like, all the covers are great. I mean, even the D-listers they brought in are all A-listers for that. For it to do the drawings. But, uh, what do you got next, man? Um, see, shoot. What I got, what I got. Let me see, what do I start with? Uh, I'm gonna save Hellblazer for later. I know that for sure. I'm gonna bring up some, uh, let's go with post-Americana number one, or number oh, two. Let's hear it. All right. So basically, America's gone to garbage. Funny story. Right. You know, so the, the president has basically announced that he is the president. And freaking, he just decided he was president and had, the, had enough people behind him to go with it. 
And he basically, in, in issue one, one of their bases just gets destroyed by this group of guys, and they end up capturing the guys, with the exception of one guy named Mike, who's the protagonist. And the president just decides to, you know, talk about all this for live and then execute everybody and just has everybody just get their brains blown out live on national TV for everybody. Firing squad style? Oh, yeah. Like on their knees, firing squad behind them. Boom. Everybody's dead. So then Mike and uh, Caroline who is, is the, you know, if Mike's a protagonist, Caroline's just the badass babe. And freaking, they actually got captured by cannibals in the wasteland. Hell yeah. And freaking, you know, they wake up in this prison and Mike has no idea what's going on. And the whole reason they want to get to Mike is because he has um, this flash drive with all the information on the president that's just going to destroy everything. So he ends up turning around because, like I said, he wakes up, and there's Caroline, and Caroline has no arms and no legs, and he just he he's freaking out, and Caroline just looks at him and just like that is not helping our situation. Pick my ass up and let's go. <laughs> Pretty much, because turns out like he thinks that you know they basically cut off all her limbs and he's next. And turns out that she she was already um, she was already an amputee prior to meeting Mike, and she actually has these AI uh, limbs that she can control. Uh, basically, with, there's um, some mechanisms in her stumps that she's able to control her limbs. So he's she's just like basically pick me up, get me to my you know, get me to my arms and my legs, and let's get the hell out of here. So she's a cyborg. Yeah. So they're trying to break out, and they fall into this pit, and Mike's over here trying to fight this cannibal that straight up has you know somebody else's skin on on his face, and you know she's over here trying to tell him what to do while she's trying to telepathically get her limbs back. And, you know, they've got some planes flying overhand and freaking the plane ends up crashing and setting the entire place ablaze. And turns out the cannibals are actually celebrating Cannibal Carnival, which is where they've just they have like a a couple hundred people held captive and they're just going to eat, drink and be merry. This sounds awesome. Yeah. So she ends up getting her limbs back, and then they end up, you know, we're, we're getting the hell out of here. Let's go. And Mike, being the good guy that he is, is like, no, we can't just leave everybody here. We have to save them. And she's like, well, it's your funeral. So Mike ends up going back to save them. And freaking, you know, the head cannibal just punches him square in the face and is just, I'm, you know, you guys destroyed everything. You've taken you know, you're you're trying to, you know, take all our meat basically. And freaking, you know, Mike's trying to get up and fight him, he just punches him again. And freaking next thing you know, Caroline hits him with a car. I love it. She couldn't do it. Yeah. She, she had just to go back. Yep. So they end up freeing everybody and getting the hell out of Dodge. And the you know they're setting up you know they're like where are we gonna go from here, 
And she's just like, what's your name again? And he's like, it's Mike. And he's, she's just like, fuck you, Mike. Fuck you, Mike. Just to say fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So they're driving off. They're going to go to, apparently Carolyn has friends that can get them set up for the next leg of their journey and make copies of flash drive. And as they're driving off, all we see is that somebody in a cape is freaking watching them. But we don't know who that somebody is as the comic comes to an end. Tuxedo mask. Maybe. I think it's a tick, personally. The tick's got to survive. It's got to be something like that, man. It, like When you're telling me stories like this, and when I read uh, similar stories, I always wonder, are you telling a story because this is what's in your head? Or is it because you're just trying to get something picked up as a TV show? Because I can see this being a complete TV show. Like The way, the way it played out was so law and order. Yeah, no, I can see that. And uh, uh, my, my homeboy, Belanger, tells me that that's what everyone wants is to get that TV movie deal. Um, not to make the comics. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they're making the comics. Well, Belanger makes the comics to be a badass, but he, he's pointed out some, some shit to me that really I'm always thinking, like, we're, could you see this as a TV show? Well, real quick on that, because I always want to, like, I talk about this at work all the time, because freaking everyone knows The Boys is, like, one of the biggest shows, you know, freaking going right now. Everybody's seen at least an episode or two. But, like, legitimately, you know, we we started going over the comic books when I came on initially. Yeah. And freaking, um, like, looking at, like, reading the comics, I think we made it through, like, the first three issues. I think I've read, like, the first 15, 16 or so. Like I'm just like I'm like looking back at this and I'm like, how the hell did this ever even get looked at for a TV show? The way it's written, the storyline material. I'm like, it, you know, it gets a little like it gets a little hard edged, you know, for on the TV show. Right. And I'm like, that's nothing, nothing compared to what they do in the freaking in the comic books. I think I think the answer is that uh, Seth Rogen is one of the producers, man, because he's the one that picked up uh, Preacher. And with with preacher, someone doesn't want to go to bed. No, he does not. Go beat his ass. Nah. Go, go okay. tell him. That's what his mom's for. Go, go tell him that uh, Santa's on the phone, and you're telling him what presents not to, <laughs> to bring him. Dude, I say you, you can't even say that. He made out like a bandit this year, like not even close. Dude, every Sheesh. wrestling fan in the world would have killed to have been this fucking kid for Christmas. For guys, if you're listening to Christmas, man, this kid made out like a goddamn bandit. <laughs> oh yeah. Freaking two rings. He's got an AEW ring, you got the cage ring, he's got freaking a money in the bank gimmick. He's got like fifty figures. Dude, I was on the I, I freaking had heart surgery. I didn't have I was out of work for two months. And freaking had, you know, freaking an Amazon account. I went stupid nuts. Ridiculous. Dude, my sister asked me to order something uh, the other day uh, on Amazon because she can only order three at a time. And Mm -hmm. she's like, you have an Amazon account? Of course I do. And she's like, well, can you order something for me? I'm like, God damn, fucking Amazon is the worst existence of my life, man. Like, <laughs> like last, like, like last night we're, we're, we're talking about wrestling storylines. We're talking about production stuff. Uh, cause we work for CSW and... And I'm like, no, I just bought the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your sister needed another Flash. Who knows? Mm. Dude, 
it comes with light, like, with, with like yellow lightning, so you can pose him, so he's running fast. <laughs> like I can pose, I can pose my Batman that laughs, like on one leg with both of his fucking like knives sticking out different, and he balances, man. It's fucking great. Can't wait to get my fucking Flash. Nice. It's supposed to be here tomorrow. Yeah, but yeah, you're kidding me out like a bandit, man. No, I know. I know. I'm not going to try to follow that up next year. I'll tell you that for sure. Cool. <laughs> Man, I'm a little disappointed in myself right now because i got to take a pee break. Give me like two seconds. Yeah, I'm going to go put him to bed. Cool. cool.
Check, check. Check one, two, check one, two.
back. I am also back. Let's see. So, goddamn, Post Americana sounds badass. Yeah, Post Americana is freaking awesome, dude. All right, I'm gonna do King and Black and Cable real quick. Cool. Uh, do we need to do another clap real quick? Because I, I turned my thing off when it freaking when I logged off or um, when it freaking kicked me off. Or no. should I just go from turn it on? But your recorder is still recording, right? No, I turned the recorder off. Okay, cool. Uh, in that case, yeah, we didn't need another cap. Okay. All right, so in... Can you see me? Yep. Let's see. So we're going to turn do... on here real quick. Turn... Give me a second here. Let me... I really need to get whatever the fuck was on here. Oh, okay, cool. There's a mute button on there if you need it. Uh, I understand. Especially get a wisp mass. Uh, but... If, if, if in the future you can just keep recording, I'd appreciate it. If you, even if you have to mute it, because editing, like, dude, the it took me four hours to get that fucking like commentary like perfect. Gotcha. All right, uh, it's gonna be a three-two shoot, one-two-three shoot. No, I'm sorry, right. on one you shoot on three. So one, two, three. <laughs> Guys, we had some business to take care of. Good business though. Like telling someone that Santa doesn't exist. I was gonna do that. I'm gonna let him have that. I'm gonna let him have that one as long as he can. Shoot. Are you, are you gonna Are you gonna start off easy and just like straight to Tooth Fairy and then Easter Bunny? Yeah, I gotta work my way up the. I gotta work my way up. Start out small. Cool. Man, there's a few comments I want to burn through that were great, but not something that we really should get into much. Still, water number five. Uh, we're talking the town is ageless and deadless, as in you can get your head cut off and it'll regrow. Um, the kids aren't growing, even though their minds are. And we've got the uh, people of the uh, of the resistance getting together to go against the uh, the mayor. Like we gotta, we need to change something. Like we're we're stuck here, and he's like, no. Uh, by the way. There is no democracy here and orders everyone to get shot upon by his uh, posse of uh, assholes. And the place blows up by the main doctor, who has been the doctor, with some air quotes, uh, even though he has anything to doctor to. The place blows up. It's more of a... The reason I'm bringing it up is the fact that it's one of those things like I'm, I'm wondering, and I really wish there'd be some sort of annotation in all the comics that have happened since COVID, if whether or not this was written before or after. Because this is... Definitely something that's about uh, government control. And I'm not sure if it's one of those things that they're really passionate about or just thought they would be writing a dystopian society about and accidentally things are just completely vibrating in the same frequency that we're, we're going at at the moment. Artwork's great. Check it out. It's, if you're from Stillwater, Oklahoma, it has nothing to do with your town. Walking Dead Deluxe number seven. It's just fun to see to reread it. I mean, this is post Shane getting his head blown off by uh, little Carl, and they are on their way out of the campsite, and it's just nice seeing in color. Still, still one of those things where the revisiting is. It's not too bad. It's actually one of those things where you've seen it and read it a million times, and now it's got this extra little uh, added bonus to it. And uh, last but not least, cable number seven. All I'm going to say about cable number seven is strife. 
Strife's always good to see. Shoot. Strife is one of my favorite villains because they use him sparingly. They You do not get a Strife story once a year or every two years. Like they, they Every time he does show up, especially involved with Cable, we get Kid Cable. Uh, Regular-ass Cable isn't actually really dead, and we, we see that. And He's not actually shown up yet, but we've seen his eyes twitch a little bit, his corpse state. And But, I mean, Executioner's Song is one of my favorite X-Men stories of all time. Yeah, no, it's classic. What of my so uh, since we have a kid cable, do we have a kid strife? Most people think you're making the joke, but I know you're being serious. We have not had anything like that yet, but we we don't know. We we just get that excellent all silver, gorgeous headpiece. One of my favorite Toy Biz toys because the 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 head actually flipped open and off, like you can take it off. Mm-hmm. Cable had this giant ass machine gun. We've got Strife, and Cable is, he's got some stuff to deal with. He's recruited Domino. Um, he's not talking, or obviously Rachel, his sister, uh, you know, Phoenix Phoenix Minus, or uh, what would you call uh, Rachel Summers? Uh, Diet Phoenix. <laughs> Diet Phoenix, I like it. Diet Phoenix, uh, he's not talking to her. Phoenix just, Zero. Yeah, they just saved some kids that were, uh, mutant kids that were being, uh, kidnapped and by order of x and order of x a bunch of dumbass humans that are cultists that worship mutants and we know that we get this little flash that strife is having one group kidnap five and another kidnap five as well which if it was mr sinister i'd be a little you know suspicious we're gonna do some experiments here but what the hell is strife up to and we get this dossier and hey beast uh kid cable i didn't know he could read is wanting everything we know on Strife, and most of it's classified, especially the stuff in the future. And uh, I thought you should know, but we got Strife. Uh, the, the artwork was gorgeous, man. It was so crisp. So it wasn't too detailed, but like it was one of those things like when you're reading like Terry Dodson, uh, illustrated books, or um, Greg Land. Everything is just so crisp. Not one of those things where like you're reading Greg Land and all the chicks look the same. Or Frank Cho. Good stuff. Good shit. I'm trying to whittle this shit down before we get into some fucking DC shit, man. Last thing, King in Black. Uh, number three. Brock is not dead yet. May as well should it be, but like Dylan is kicking some ass. He just saved Captain America. Noel has used the symbiotes to resurrect some Celestials to kick some ass. And who's going to save the day, but Thor shows up fucking finally, which confuses me because it's kind of one of those disjointed things because this probably, I'm pretty sure this should have come out back in like August. And we've got what, what's going on in Thor right now with uh, Donald Blake controlling everything. So I'm a little confused about where things should be because of the timeline. And I think they're doing their best and I'm not pissed off about it because everything has been a lot of fun to read. But I got it. The reason I bring it up, is because the action, like, usually I skim past the action. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, uh, I'll, I'll pay attention to the artwork, the angles, and how hopefully I can draw like that one day. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, a lot of times the action gets boring. Oh, the action was beautiful. I mean, Spider-Man going full force. Um, the, the, the way that they position things. We got Celestials fighting. Tony Stark coming out of fucking nowhere. 
while Thor is has just been impaled but still alive and still kicking ass. And uh, he's about to Tony's Tony's piloting this um, symbiote dragon like it's Iron Man armor. And but Dylan is Dylan's the. Uh, I took some notes here on Dylan, man, because like it's one of those things like um, you know when like uh, you, you like when you take a vaccine, point zero 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 one of the the strain has the mutant resistance to not get killed by the by by the uh, poison that's coming at it, or um, I remember what popped up when I, in my head when I was thinking about the Matrix was that uh, eventually, eventually, like you know, the the one. Um, I'm not saying Dylan is the one, but like it's it's a, a mathematical singularity. Like it's gonna happen that something's gonna come along to be the complete antithesis of what you're doing, and that's yeah. what's happening with Dylan. And Null is, I mean, like Thor ripped his jaw off. That was oh wow oh it was awesome. It was awesome. I, every time I've ever like thought about like people, someone really trying to hurt me, I always thought like, oh, I just reached in the mouth and ripped their jaw off, and the fucking Thor just, <laughs> just fucking did that shit. He lived the dream. He lived the dream. <laughs> Don't you tell nobody. Oh, yeah, we're broadcasting everybody. Um, a lot of good fun. Nobody tell. Nobody tell. Everyone keep your goddamn mouth shut. Because you're gonna everybody pinky promise you're not gonna tell. I insist you end up on Hellblazer and let's let's go balls fucking deep in future state. Alrighty, let's see. Before go Hellblazer. Before before we start and talking about the comics that we've read this week of Future State, what are your initial reactions? I mean, we're we're two weeks into it. What is sticking out to you? What what are some what are some things that like just popped up in your head that just like because my first thing was like this is like a better twenty ninety nine. I don't know if I'd go that far, but like it's it's an it, it's there's a lot of stories, but like I'm not quite sure what leads into what. Like we've got two Batman, we've got apparently two Wonder Woman. Yep. We've got I uh, find you know find out here we've got at least two Supermen. Yeah, yeah, we've got old ass Superman. Um, we got we got a whole bunch of different. We got a whole bunch of like, we got two Aquaman. We have an Aquaman and an Aquawoman ish mm-hmm. on the on the Aquaman. But like, there's just a, there's a whole bunch of. It's interesting to see, is it is this all one Earth, or is this multiple Earths, or is it one Earth? And like each each of these stories is taking place in a different time period, because like the majority of the Bat books seem to be all around the same time frame, like the same six months to a year. And there's definitely some intermingling between Flash and Teen Titans, of course. But otherwise, there's quite a bit that like like those two worlds don't really seem to be joined too much. And like I think both Teen Titans and Swamp Thing are based out of New York initially, but like Swamp Thing makes it blatantly clear that there's no humans. Ooh. All but right. like there's freaking but Teen Titans obviously has humans in it. Now, before we get too deep into it, we're talking the uh, next Batman number two, uh, Future State, Future State one one number one, Future State Nightwing number one. Um, Future State Suicide Squad number one. And the reason I brought up 
like it was a better 2099 is because 2099 introduced us to a bunch of like the like in the future people like new x-men there's a new punisher um actual original doctor doom victor von doom resurrected face all i mean that was one of the only few things where they brought back something from the past that Mm -hmm. was you know like that connection but here we have a hodgepodge. I mean, like, uh, we're, we're, I'm reading um, Next Batman number two, and we're, we're seeing one of those jails, like, straight out of Deadpool number two, where, like, all, like, it's not bars. It's clear walls, and it's a, it is a prison that is, uh, it's, it's co-ed. It's nice. But, like, there's Zaz there, but then there's all these people I've never seen before, that are something I should know, and I like the fact that they brought up, they, they made it feel like I should know who these guys are, even though they're new. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, Zaz is part of the escape plan out of the jail, and, but then we've got what's going on, like, just like you said, a Batman, where it feels like within the same time span, but then I, I'm going to talk about Wonder Woman, and, like, Dark Side Apocalypse is destroyed. And he says, fuck all, the, fuck all y'all, my minions, I'm just out of here. He, like, just crosses his arms and, like, blasts off, like, fucking Superman from fucking uh, Krypton. Except he just, just cro- crosses his arms. I guess I'm going back to Earth. Uh, let's see what happens here. And I'm, I'm loving it, man. I, I love the sense of I am not knowing what's going on because I think that's the feeling that everyone that is in the comics are feeling. Yeah. I can see that, and it definitely makes sense. You know, it's like, you know, what is going to happen next? I mean, anything, anything in theory could happen next. How, how do you, you know, you got to meet these characters, and at the same time, you're like, some of these characters have a stat, like the Justice League book seemed to have established that this Justice League had been together for a while, but like, they made it a point that like, they didn't know who each other were. And like, but at the same time, there some of them were hanging out on the sly, and that was that was frowned upon. It's 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 one of those things where, like like I said, we're we're put in a spot where we should know, but we don't know, and it gives us such a really kick ass tension. The other thing that makes me happy is because I feel like I finally feel what DC is doing because like ever since New Fifty Two, we've had two two more restarts. Yeah, at least, because we got Rebirth and now Future State. And... I feel like I'm missing one, though. No, I'm... Now 52, yeah, 52, then went into Rebirth, and now Future State. I'm not minding it. When 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 Rebirth happened, I was a little pissed off. Like, or, is this a cash grab? Because, like, you know, comics aren't cheap. Yeah. But the fact that DC is embracing the multiverse, and... The fact that I don't feel like I'm reading a comic book that is not going to be relevant in ten years. Yeah. Like we're we're having a good time, and 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 to rewind, and if you're reading Future State, every single one starts out with like, yeah, post the events of Batman Metal, which was a fucking like, okay, that happened, that was awesome, yeah. and but but now it's still relevant, and what we're seeing is new characters. New powers, new abilities, new different ways to get hooked in a story. Because with Nightwing, man, Nightwing hooked me immediately. Did you read that one? I did. Like, what hooked you on that one? Uh, 
you know, it, it was interesting to see Nightwing operating out of the asylum. And, like, uh, he was part of the resistance. But at the same time, you could tell he was just, he was tired. This is a Nightwing that had fought for years and had lost people. And he, he you know, he had the freaking, he had that face that was just like, oh, I just, I just want to be done with this. I just want to rest. You know, and he just he couldn't because he's, you know, at the end of the day, he's Dick Grayson and he's going to keep fighting. But all he wants to do is just be done with it, win or lose. I just want to finish it. There were so many things about that that popped to me, especially like it was one of the first times I've really like I've always loved Dick Grayson. I mean, like, obviously he's heir to Batman no matter what son he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he encounters those guys, you know, the, oh, we're past curfew, we're so sorry. No, fuck you. You guys, this is a good ruse. I'm, fuck you and fuck your fucking bitch-ass wife and your knives. And fuck that sniper up there. And, uh, yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah, he beat my ass. He broke my femur. Mission accomplished. And uh, um, he knew he wanted them to find him, just like you said. He's tired. He wants this over. But it was my point is that it was one of it was exactly why Detective Comics is superior to Batman. Uh, the the actual like title is because mm-hmm. Detective Comics is about detective work. It's about fleshing out people. It's about building a storyline, which from all accounts I am pretty sure that's your favorite thing about pretty much anything is a kick ass storyline. Yeah, and. It was it was it was one of the first times where I really embraced him as not in the shadow of the bat. Like, no. oh yeah, okay, new Batman showed up. Yeah, it took you a while. Yeah, yeah, it's genius you're here. No one to think about it. I'm like, yeah, everyone knows you've been here. Like, <laughs> but he's like, oh, and that's the thing too. We're living in a world, quote unquote, without Bruce Wayne, quote unquote. You know, everyone everyone thinks Batman's dead. He he was gunned down. You know, by these by the magistrates, but like you know, he's freaking Batman. Of course, he's not gunned down, but you know, everybody in this in this world just thinks there's no Batman, and then you know, here comes this other guy. Like, and that's that's an interesting take on it in and of itself. Like, you can't like we've got this pretender you know at the gates claiming to be Batman, but I liked how he's the pretender that isn't Azrael. Uh, like night mm-hmm. nightfall style. Like okay, he's still he, Azrael. Batman's got his bat broken. He's d- almost dead. Bane has just released everyone from Arkham, and he's ruling Gotham. And but Azrael took over as like the apprentice, and of course he's still got all the 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 toys. He's got all the computers. He's got all the goddamn weaponry. But we've got a guy living in a fucking shipping container and a fucking dirt bike. I fucking loved that he makes his escape on a dirt bike. And yeah. and he's just I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to be tired, motherfucker. You're Batman. <laughs> like it's 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 going to happen. And then what was it was uh there was the magistrate and was she was she number 5 or 6? She was 6. She yeah. was definitely 6. Uh her name was Marks. Like she was Officer Marks. But like that was the whole thing. Like she almost kind of came off like a like a female Deadshot to me. Oh man! Like in, in like what did you? Or like a or a female like KG Beast possibly. Oh yeah! Like uh, absolutely, man. I'm pulling this up right now because there's something that popped to me about that was that conversation she had with the magistrate. Let me pull it up. 
scanning too fast. Where are we going? The but at the same time though, he's uh, magistrate is crushing Commissioner Montoya's like nameplate. Yeah. Uh, great foreshadowing. I love Montoya. I've I've yeah. I had no recollection of Montoya until the animated series. I don't feel. I think she was created in the animated series. Actually, I'm pretty sure. I don't think she was around until then. Because she was under Bullock. Yeah, because they they were partners. Because Commissioner Gordon was Gordon. But yeah, I'm pretty sure she was. Uh, she. I don't think she was around until the animated series. I'm pretty sure that's where she debuted. Kind of like how Harley and uh, Lockup, I think, came out of the animated series as well. God damn, those are good, man. Like, if I ever see that, like, I was at Walmart earlier looking for some AW. I had to buy some new deodorant and some body wash. And, of course, I went to, like, every spot in Walmart that had toys looking for some AW shit. But we're... we're, we're... I like how you mix your adulting with your toy buying. I know, man. We got that grown-ass man money, right? I know. So we've but got... yeah, no. yeah, because Montoya's great, dude. She ends up becoming the Spectre at one point, I believe. Or no, she's the the question. That's who she ends up becoming. Ooh. I did not know that, man. I, I would love to have seen her as the Spectre, man. Yeah, she ends up doing that, and she's uh, uh, G, uh, GCPD did a freaking they did like a four book series that was phenomenal. That she got to get the second two books, second two volumes of that. But like that, that was. They outed her as a lesbian, I think. And, you know, growing up in a Hispanic household, you know, that was a huge thing for her parents. Like they, they did some strong stuff with their Renee Montoya character. No, and I feel you on that one, man. I, uh... I know someone that knows somebody. Well, it's one of those things where, like, hey, you see this scene in True Blood? Uh, yeah, that's when Lafayette's mom, like, rejected him. But now they're friends now, but... Well, Lafayette's mom was more might have been worried about what's going to happen to Lafayette, and not mm-hmm. mad that he's gay, but more just scared as shit about what some fucking asshole's going to do. And then on my end here, I just don't want anything preaching to or not preaching to, um, trying to talk down to that sort of crowd, or uh, yeah, and especially that community. Like, they would be okay, but we've talked about it before, but, I mean, like, DC doesn't hold any punches back, and I don't feel this is a cash grab in any way, no. especially what you're talking about. And we've got, man, she's got a cyborg guy, man. Like, look at her. I mean, and then, and then the magistrate just cracks Montoya's uh, nameplate just in half behind his back. And we're, we're, we're talking about Arkham being HQ. And did you pay attention to what was going on on the screen when he's talking to he's talking to Barbara Gordon? And yeah. We're looking at a bunch of people I don't recognize their costumes except for we've got Two Face there. Yeah, Two Face. They they uh they I think it was I think issue one they showed that, like Two Face is part of the resistance. Uh, Killer Croc is part of the resistance. One hundred percent. Zaz is part of the resistance. Um. They've just got like a bunch. It's you know basically a lot of the the old Batman villains are being hunted by the magistrates just as much as the heroes are. So they're basically forced to you know unite in order to fight back. And it's all about destroying the mass. The magistrate yeah. wants to get rid of them. I mean, like 
Which has been the storyline from freaking, uh, they've been running in Detective Comics right now. Anyway, it was, uh, because Nakano uh, does win, he apparently wins the mayoral ship. Right. And he he becomes the mayor. And that's his whole freaking, his whole platform is that he wants to end the mask because that's what cost him his eye. Ooh. Flashing back to Batman, because um, he's talking to the daughter of uh, the mayor of Gotham, is talking to the daughter of Lucius Fox that really wants a piece of Batman. Do, mm-hmm. do you do you think that was Clown Killer? No, I don't. I don't. I freaking. You know, I think she because the whole thing is that they're uh, Lucius and Tim's sister is the one that ends up in the coma. I think it's actually their their mother, I believe. No, I remember correctly. Oh, I'm talking about the Asian guy. That's the mayor of Gotham. I mean, like he's. Oh no, no, no! That's that's Nakano. That's Nakano. That's the guy that's running for mayor. Oh, he's 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 setting up for his mayor. He's he's running for mayor right now in Detective Comics. So apparently, he does win the mayoral ship because he's freaking. You know, he is the mayor in Future State, which I believe is I want to say is like five years down the road. So I guess technically he'd be in like a second term. Now, it, it like uh, what you brought up earlier, man. Like where where we are in time, like because like Wonder Woman is, uh, and you brought up Swamp Thing. Like you know they've got this relationship going on, but we're on Themyscira, and they're barely able to keep Swamp Thing alive. And he's talking to her like an old friend, like you know, don't let me die. And yeah. we've got. Well, they were really tight, and uh, they were really tight in Dark Knights uh, in Death Metal. Like that, they were they were both because Wonder Woman had you know had joined the original Wonder Woman Diana had joined up with um with the Batman who laughs and was like running the mascara had basically become a prison and her and Swamp Thing were the wardens. I like this sort of unexpected alliance it's one of my favorite things uh in wrestling like remember remember the rock and sock connection we never saw that coming yeah like that rock was a, hated mankind he hated it man it was the, the, but when it happened and like remember he was dressing up to be like him and throwing in the the rock this is your life and you know i'm not digging too deep everyone's seen that shit but even then man like that was fucking awesome and, and yeah it, and I, I remember when it happened, I, I, watching it live, I wasn't like, oh, I hope this happens forever. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this while, while, it, while it lasts. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you're, they're never going to, even if they end amicably, they're not going to freaking, they're never going to last forever. Jericho and AJ, man, I popped for a whole month. <laughs> it lasted like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It lasted long enough to sell a couple of t-shirts. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, goddamn, I wish about that t-shirt. <laughs> Y2AJ. And, alright, so, like, l- listeners, minefielders, like, we're, we're going back and forth in so many different feature state comics, man, but um, with Nightwing, man, I want him to be the hero of this story. I don't want Bat- I don't want Batman to come back and save the day, or even, like, his dead body, the way it really kicked things off at the end of uh, Blackest Night. I want it to be Dick Grayson. I want I want this to be him where it's like everyone will know he's not in the shadow of the bat. Like, he's a fucking badass. He's got everyone organized. 
Like, hey, remember when he, he had uh, the new Batman, like, chained up? Oh, mm-hmm. it took you uh, longer than I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, he just didn't, he just, he was just done. Like, he doesn't care. Like, for, you know, and uh, like I said, all, everything he, you know, he knew he'd gotten shot, and he knew that that bullet had had a freaking tracer on it. Exactly. And freaking, he was just like, I know, this is, this is how I want it to happen. I just want home field advantage. That's all I'm asking. I love so, it. I mean, I'm really, I'm really, that's one of the ones I'm really looking forward to issue two when it comes out. Me too, man. Like, uh, this is one of those, this is one of those things where the last time I bought every single issue of the main storyline was Siege. I mean, I have, if, if, I have everything of Siege from, I have everything of Siege starting from Norman Osborn killing the, the Super Scroll mother, uh, even preceding that for him intercepting Deadpool, showing Nick Cage had a, uh, Nick Fury had to kill the, uh, Super Scroll. And after that, I've, I've got everything of Dark, uh, Dark Reign. I have everything of Siege. I, every little fucking comic book that had that logo, I had it. And because I had to. And this is turning out to be fucking balls to the wall awesome. Yeah. Any, uh... Any wrestling storylines that popped you this hard, man, uh, from back in the day? Back, I mean, just like if I chose Attitude Era or... Hmm. Nothing like week to week, but I definitely remember like when ECW came in and joined the Alliance. For that one night, I was like, oh, this is going to get good. It didn't. It hmm. totally didn't. But like, like very rarely does things really like catch me off guard as far as wrestling goes unfortunately like that's and that's a sad thing about it like it's hard to if you can just throw yourself into something like the last storyline i really got into probably the the diy tomaso champa versus johnny gargano story from nxt even they could have filmed uh tomaso mm-hmm. taking a shit cutting a promo and i'd have been like well looks like johnny's fucked this week yeah. <laughs> Like, like Tommaso is a personal favorite, freaking Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, I wasn't really into at first, but like he totally, like the guy grew into being like the top babyface in NXT, and then turned around and became one of the top heels. Like, and you, and same with Tommaso, he freaking like that team, like that team was beautiful because you always knew it wasn't going to last. Right. Exactly. You knew at some point, like when they wrestle each other in the Cruiserweight Classic, and like, oh, Tommaso's going to turn on him. He didn't. You were like, oh, freaking, oh, you know, there they are. They're going to freaking go to bed. <laughs> yeah, they're going to, you know, every every couple of weeks you're like, oh, Tommaso's going to turn on him. Tommaso's going to turn on him. But, like, when they actually did, and then they freaking won the belts. And then when he finally turned on him in the, after that ladder match, it was like, oh, that, it broke your heart, even though you knew it was going to happen the entire time. Like, you're waiting for it. Like, you're waiting. You, you Like... And I like the way you put that, man, because, like, we were expecting it, but when it happened, it was, like, one of those things, like, when you put on a record on just because you know it's going to, like, make you sad enough to get something out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I'm loving what's happening here like this because I want every single one, of the, like, every single one of these stories to shine, and they, they mm-hmm. really are. And the only thing I haven't liked so far was in Wonder Woman, and I'm not some woke-ass person that is upset with anything that doesn't agree with what i say but i i want good writing and i'm 
not too happy with the second half of Wonder Woman Future State because we get this we get this new Wonder Woman. She's gorgeous. She's kicking ass. I love her fucking suit. She's got long hair like crazy, and I am the new Wonder Woman. But then they announce her as Nubia. Like 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 that's the best name you can come up with. Like you might have, might as well have named her Jet Magazine Wonder Woman. Like like give her some. <laughs> Give her a fucking good-ass name, like, Nubian Goddess. Okay, I get it, Nubia. But, it just it just seems like one of those things that, uh, now, come up with something a little bit more creative. Because you, you've got to, if you're trying to appeal to the black, the black community, give them something that is going to make them proud. Not just make Wonder Woman black and then call her Nubia. That's, that's not fair, man. Like, Make something, make something kick ass. Make something that, whatever race demographic that you're trying to target is going to be really proud of. And, I mean, it was it was fun. I'm not saying her story sucked, but when it boiled down to it, man, like we're we're getting like where she is uh, assaulted, trying to assemble these mystic relics, uh, which there are nine, and now we've got one missing. And if they find the uh, missing ninth piece, it's going to assemble the weapon that's going to destroy everything. And it just it reminded me of Demon Knight, you know, like, you know, the stars align and uh, you've got everything in place, all the keys. And she goes to her, I don't know, her aunt, I believe it was her aunt, like her favorite cool aunt, and she's running a club. How many club scenes have we seen in Future State? I, I swear to God, every single issue in Future State is someone walking into a goddamn club. I've seen at least three. Yep. And she walks into a club to meet up with her uh, her favorite step aunt. And it, it reminded me of uh, uh, Constantine in the, in the Constantine movie when he goes to the club. And he goes in the back room where he's going to talk to the real person. She's got all these relics. She's like, there's nine of them. Don't worry, the, the last one's hit pretty well, and uh, a wormhole opens up, she gets sucked in. Okay, obviously you're the ninth piece, and uh, she's shitting on the entire time uh, what's going on with uh, Themyscira, and after like the first part where Wonder Woman is trying to say Swamp, swamp Thing, he dies, uh, mysterious seed Satan. Seed-shaped blue turquoise-esque necklace shows up around her neck, and Darkseid is basically murdering Superman. And then we splash forward, and she's still drinking beer and whiskey with her aunt, and I don't worry about that. No problem. Eh, those Amazonians are bitches. Don't worry about it. Oh, but you're fine. You're fine. Oh, by the way, I'm going to need a favor for what I'm doing. Oh, just a little favor. <laughs> yeah, those little favors, I don't think so. So when does that be in the favor? We don't know yet. Ah! The fucking wormhole opens up. She gets sucked into it. And then you get to this... One of the last pages. It's... Get up to speed with Mayan Bialik. Hi, I'm Mayan Bialik. Like, dude, I fucking hate Mayan Bialik. Like, I hate... <laughs> I hated that fucking Blossom show. I hated, like, the fucking uh, Big Bang Theory. Um, they only ever pushed DC Comics because it's owned by DC. They, they, they pushed... Some Marvel stuff, but it was almost always DC. Um, but I like DC. 
I don't like DC too, but I don't like DC if mine Bialik is in this because I <laughs> I like the Big Bang Theory, so I have every I have every season. <laughs> you, you like that show? I love that. I hated it the first couple times I watched it, like the first few episodes. But once I got into it, I got into it hard. Like it was one of those things I had to learn to enjoy. But once I got there, I was like, "Oh, this is hilarious." I'm not gonna lie, there were some enjoyable, enjoyable episodes I saw, and uh, you know, uh, Sheldon sucking uh, Stan Lee when uh, the hot blonde chick beats up that guy for uh, the the Klingon Balrath, and, <laughs> and like it was there was uh, oh the, my favorite part was fucking Adam West like talking about how much pussy he pulled. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know we did. You know we did. Uh, I, I, you the episode need... where they, the episode where Penny bought him the freaking Batmobile for the day. Oh yeah. Ugh. Who wouldn't want to be that guy? Or when she got Leonard Nimoy's uh, signature on a napkin. On a napkin that he touched that with he... his mouth, I... so, could, so Sheldon could clone him. I have his DNA. <laughs> so you sound like a pretty big fan of Big Bang Theory to me. I've seen a shitload of him, man, because I hang out with my dad a lot because he's fucking rad as shit. And, uh, but he likes that show, which makes no sense to me because he didn't want anything to do with all the nerd shit I talked about when I was a kid. <laughs> but he, he can put up with fucking Sheldon. I don't have issues. That's all right. That's <laughs> my mother had, I'm not crazy. My mother had me tested. My mother had me tested, man. man I'm, but I'm just like over the fucking moon for this future state shit, man. Uh, uh, the... We talked about the Wonder Woman stuff, I'm, but like Dark Side, I mean Apocalypse was destroyed, and he's like, "Fuck all y'all, I'm out of here," and uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Oh, I'm I'm back on Earth. I guess Earth needs a ruler. Oh, there's Superman. Let me beat his ass real quick. One, two, three. Oh, hey Amazonians, you dumb bitches. Uh, I'm gonna kill you too. But we've got the Swamp Thing connection. I love the mystery about it. I love that the artwork is never like anything less than A minus. Which is nice. so much more to say than what happens in Marvel all the time, man. And, you know, they they give him that, like, third string, Siege, Dakin, Dark Wolverine story, and the artwork sucks. Uh, and, and, oh, did you know, one of the things that popped out to me was the fact that they finally put, like, protection over Batman's mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely got that. You, know, you don't know what's going on with him yet. Which is funny, like you said... Uh, since like what 1938 39 I believe or 40 no it was Batman 41 but that whole time you know just shoot him in the mouth <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of fucking Shazam shoot him in the face wait what <laughs> tickles I would like all you had to do I'd like all you had to do like some of your finest your finest <laughs> beer please <laughs> You know you were doing that at 16 when you were freaking like 6'4". Oh, dude, I was 6'4". I was uh, two weeks in the limited Guam, and I had to take a bunch of freshman classes because uh, it was the middle of my senior year when we transferred. And mm-hmm. in order for me to graduate, I had, I if I had graduated in Alaska at Ileson, uh, I was only taking two classes. I had to take government and I had to take English. And I filled up my schedule with, like, physics and calculus and also the nerd shit, like, yearbook and an extra art class. I mean, like, I was even showing up early for my art, um, my, no, my math teacher that taught a 6 a.m. class about how to program your TI-82s. And if you, if you showed up to his class and you were in his calculus class, but you showed up extra early to uh, learn how to program your TI-82, you were allowed 
to use all the um, formulas that you punched in and, and created the programs for. And uh, moved to Guam, and all of a sudden I got to take fucking, like, economics, psychology, freshman English. And so I was hanging out with all these fucking ninth graders. And I was in all their classes. And then uh, one day I was in my calculus class, it was in the same book that we were using uh, over at Allison. I was, like, eight chapters ahead. And uh, the, the teacher's assistant was like, what are you doing hanging out with all these kids? I'm like, they're my friends. They're cool. And he's like, she's like, don't you know the legal age in Guam is 16? And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and uh, I think I told you this before, but, like, yeah, it was a uh, shaky-handed shaky uh, Joshua Michael handing the guy at the Class 6 uh, <laughs> 20 bucks for a handle of McCormick's, and they get, like, you know, well, what was McCormick's cost back in 2000? Uh, $8 for 8 gallons? <laughs> and, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and... I don't even know how he ended up on that story. I apologize, but <laughs> that was a hell of a tangent. I'm not going to go on. Hell of a I'm tangent. I'm not going to knock it. That was a hell of a tangent. <laughs> uh, I need to read the Catwoman. Um, I was not happy with the um, Gotham City Siren story that was at the end of this uh, tail end of this Batman story. Because did you read Gotham City Sirens back when it came out back in 2010? No, I have. I never got into Gotham City Sirens. No, dude, that 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 book is worth a lot of money. Um, I really gotta find my homegirl that I lent it to, but it was, it was uh, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy. And Catwoman was given like a couple million dollars for saving the city, and the money was please, please, please don't commit no more crimes. This is your reward. Okay, sure. So they hire a guy to. Uh, find them a lair and it's like an old cat veterinary clinic castle <laughs> and they, they as did, you do yeah of course and and the the entire run was uh harley quinn and poison ivy being romantically evolved but they didn't they didn't do it badly like it was a cash grab okay we got to see these two chicks making out you know it was great but it was the whole build-up which really sucked uh, even though every single comic was great, especially when they're fucking with the Riddler. I mean, these girls pwn the Riddler. And, Aww. well, we gotta go into Arkham Asylum. Awesome, as you do. Of course. If we gotta go to Arkham Asylum and break our buddy out. But Harley Quinn, stay away from the Joker cell. Oh, sure. Scout's on her. Yeah. No. <laughs> Breaks Joker out. Immediately betrays everybody. Um, still better than what's happening in this Gotham City Siren story. I mean, I, I like that they've got some sort of nullifier. I like the fact that we've got girls that are kicking ass and are not doing it because they're girls kicking ass to, you know, su suppress the masses from burying them on Reddit or something like that. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot, man, but what was your favorite of all of them? Because we, we went over a bunch of them. Yeah, um, right now, man, I'm like, I'm really into the Suicide Squad. I'm freaking huge fan of Suicide Squad anyway. But freaking, this issue is freaking pretty interesting so far. Who are the, uh, who's the Suicide Squad? Well, we're, we're going to get there. Cause I'm, still, I'm still working on that myself. Ooh. But we start off, we got Mongal, we've got Sinestro, Ooh. and we've got Bra Brainiac. Ooh. Ooh, oh my god. Okay, I was thinking you were going to say, like, Killer Croc and like, the Calculator. You're telling me that we've got Sinestro and... Killer Croc and Brainiac. Oh, we got Sinestro, Mongal, Mong Mongal, and freaking Brainiac, and they've they've got something with they've they've stolen something, and freaking they're on the run, and we turn around and it's the Justice Squad. All right. 
So we've got we got you know all your heavy hitters. We've got Batman, we've got Superman, we've got Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, and Martian Manhunter. But none of them are who you think they are. First off, we've got Batman. Who's William Cobb? William Cobb, as you know, is a Talon. Of course. So we've got Talon. Wonder Woman is actually uh, the hypnotic woman. All right, so we've got three. <laughs> Those are your three. It's three, it's three Wonder Woman. Uh, Flash is an Australian who apparently was a member of the Teen Titans called Bolt. Um, they're not quite sure who uh, who Aquaman is, but apparently he's controlled by a xenoform that used to look like a helmet, but apparently now it's part of his ugly-ass shirt. So um, Aquaman is basically an alien that speaks some language that no, we can't that isn't translatable. Martian Manhunter is Clayface. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, we're not sure. Apparently, he's they're not they're not even sure which number Clayface he is, but it's a Clayface. But then Superman's actually Superman, but he's Connor Kent Superman. Oh, I, do. I I really like Connor. Uh, everything I've ever read of Connor was really good. Connor Kent is as good, well, not as good, but on the same wavelength as goodness can go when it comes to like Damian Wayne. Yeah. So we've got a half Lex Luger, half or half Lex Luthor, half freaking Clark Kent clone leading this Justice Squad, and all you know, all they're trying to do is freaking get this freaking. Whatever is in the bag back from Mongol, Brainiac, and Sinestro. And, but they're, this is not freaking, this is not the Justice League that freaking we all know. This is the Justice Squad. And they don't care. Not one shit. No, like they end up, like Flash ends up running through Sinestro's hand, freaking kicking his freaking hand right with his ring right off of his freaking body. To the point where he just goes back and he just falls to the ground and he's pretty much dead. To Sinestro. Yeah. What, what color ring was he wearing? Yellow? Yellow. So Brainiac multiplies himself, just keeps replicating, replicating, replicating as they're trying to freaking get, you know, get this bag out of here. And freaking see that Batman and one or Superman and Wonder Woman are just destroying him. And Batman's just Batman is apparently a xenophobe, and it's just you know, he's like he's an alien. We're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him slowly. And the whole time, somebody's whispering in his ear, you know, that's not what I'm telling you to do. That's not what I'm asking you to do. And freaking Batman's head explodes. <laughs> so right. Batman and Batman Batman's. Brain bomb goes off in his head. Batman, free William Cobb, Batman is dead. You know, Flash is freaking out. And freaking, apparently, Flash freaking, but, you know, they're telling, you know, the freaking, the voice in her head is telling her, freaking, it's one of them, you, know, you got to get that bag back. It's all up to you. Flash And so she, she takes off. And on top of that, Bolt doesn't go in, you know, freaking, almost a little bit more post-Americana again. Bolt doesn't, you know, for being a Flash, she has no legs. Like she's freaking, she's got freaking um, the metal, the metal running legs that the freaking that people use. So, so she's basically behind. Got it. Yeah. 
So she ends up finding finding the bag and getting it back. And like freaking all we see is like Mongol Clayface ate Mongol. Sinestro's dead. Batman's dead. And you know, Brain they find Brainiac's head. And Brainiac's just trying to reason with freaking Connor Kent, telling him that, you know, you gotta stop this. You're not a Luther, you're a Kent. Ooh. You know. And they, they all, as, as they're all flying off, there's somebody was a, a group of guys are watching the Justice Squad. Who are these watching assholes? Was it the Secret Six? Tell me about the Secret Six. Well, we're getting there. So freaking, you know, they're back at base, and out walks Amanda Waller, and you know, none of these people, no, none of the, none of the people, none of the Justice Squad want to be there, and Amanda Waller's just, you know, Amanda Waller just freaking translates. She doesn't care. She's, you know, she's just electrocuting all of them as she walks by. She's like, you know, hey, you're all replaceable. I don't care. You know, I got what I wanted. Now we got to get to the next part of the mission. So shut up. So she ends up grabbing freaking, uh, you know, grabbing Connor Kent, and they they're sure talking, and she's just going off about how you know, you don't you know Connor's just like I I need a team I can trust I need a team I can work with and she's like you will use the team I give you, or we don't need you, you know I'm I'm the person that gave you that cape you're wearing, you can go back to wearing that freaking you can go back to wearing that leather jacket and those sunglasses. And we'll bury you in them. Awesome. And as they're talking about this, you know, freaking they walk into this room and there are the freaking the Injustice League from Earth 3. And they're all dead. Was that the uh, Justice League that saved the day at the end of the Luther storyline last year? Uh, No, this is this is a crime syndicate of America. Oh, gotcha. So they're all they're all they're all just they're dead in these tubes, and freaking we've got Owl Man and Power Woman and Ultraman and you know, all the whole the whole nine, and you know see you know freaking you know Amanda Waller is just like you know if you don't want to be here these are your replacements, <laughs> and he and he looks to his left and he's like they're dead and then he looks over there and there's a Black Lantern ring. What? You know, they're only yeah they're only as dead as I want them to be. Well, so, yeah. So Superman and Wonder Woman, everybody's flying off to the next to complete the next mission, and we see Black Manta, and he's you know he, him and another guy that we can't quite see yet are just they're they're walking and they're like we're gonna die. There's no way we're gonna survive this. Like I'm you know I, the pain's just getting worse and worse, and Black Manta just keels over and dies right then and there. And the whole thing is they, they've got to find you – no, know, their whole job right now is since freaking the Justice Squad is gone, they're going to find Amanda Waller. And and the, you turn around, and it's the the actual Suicide Squad. And we've got uh, Peacemaker. We've got Mirror Master. We've got Cheetah. You know, like I said, Black Man is dead. And we got a couple of other people I don't quite recognize. I'm not sure. I think one of them might be freaking Weather Wizard. And one of them looks like a parademon from Apocalypse, but I'm not quite sure. And then we've got a guy here with definite mystical powers, but I'm not quite sure who he is. He's got a star over his, a star mask over his face. 
but I'm not quite, like I said, he's definitely a magician of some kind, but I'm not quite sure who. This is, this is fantasy booking at its best. Yeah. Because the whole time you're thinking it's going to be the Justice Squad is the Suicide Squad. And to an extent they are, because like I said, they've got the brain bombs. They're backed by Waller. Freaking, it is what it is. But apparently there's this other Suicide Squad gunning after them and gunning after Waller. So I'll have to wait till next issue to see what happens between them. I forgot what it was like to be so excited for any sort of comic series. I mean, when COVID hit, it was like everything got put to a like hardcore halt. Yep. And now Future State is God, the last time I felt this excited for all these like random hodgepodges was uh Midnight Suns back back in the day when we got Johnny Blaze and Catch, we got Doctor Strange, I mean like uh, Dormama, we've got Death Heads Death's Head, uh we got uh Deathlock. I mean this is fucking awesome. This, yeah. Like this is what makes comic books and wrestling so good is like you're gonna find your dude. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, like at first when you were telling me about like this hodgepodge, I was saying like this was like as if DX wasn't uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Xbox. No, Xbox. This, this is this is Rock Stone Cold, Triple H, Mankind. Uh, Mark Henry, the APA, everyone fucking rolling up to fucking whoop some ass. Yeah. And like I said, I'm really into the whole concept of freaking this 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 fake Justice League. Like <laughs> all these awesome. all these guys that are like close enough that way they can get away with it, but at the same time they're freaking they're blatantly not the Justice League. Nope. Like the idea of freaking Talon becoming Batman, I was like, oh, that's good between Talon and then you know at the end of the day we've still got a Superman but it's Connor Kent like oh he's at this point he's almost like the forgotten Superman what's left ah I mean he can never be as powerful because Superman got all his powers like just traveling through space absorbing all that red energy yep but it's it's also one of those things that you got to place in mind well like the symbiote wise um where we've got how, you know, black-suited Venom or Spider-Man, whatever you want to name it. But mm-hmm. then he gives birth, and this thing is even stronger and more mutated than can possibly be calculated because it was born on Earth in a different environment. Yeah. And, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah it, this, this almost reminds me of the old-school Thunderbolts from the 90s. Really? Why is that? Just the, 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 the supervillains pretending to be superheroes. Like, all these, you know, for the most part, all, a lot of these characters like Clayface and Talon, and like, they've definitely got some, you know, they're just, they're just here to hurt people. You know, for, I know Clayface had a little bit of a redemption angle, but apparently this might not be the same Clayface. But, like, it'll, I think, like I said, it's it's still bad guys doing bad things, even if they're the, for the right reasons, which is kind of the whole basis of the Suicide Squad. But, like, the Suicide Squad trying to be... Are pretending to be the good guys. That's that's a whole different intriguing angle. Agreed. That's man. That's all I got for this for this episode, man. Because I've just been popping hardcore. I mean, I'm talking. I've read 
I've read probably 50 comics this week. I, I finished Ready Player Two. Um, watched all the new Walker, Texas Rangers. Watched that new Alien show with uh, Alan Tudyk. Um, what the hell else, man? Oh, I got the uh, Justice League Dark at Walmart for like six bucks tonight when I had to go buy, oh, some, nice. buy some stuff. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for McFarlane toys at Walmart, uh, they're not always going to be in the toy section. You got to go to buy the video games. You're gonna find you're gonna find some gold. They they had a Arkham Asylum Joker. I I, I want a good Joker. I mean, mm-hmm. like White Knight and Last Knight. Like I, I can't wait for for that. Did you, did you see the uh, Bizarro Superman McFarlane did? I have not, no. Oh, oh, dude. The only thing I could wish is it was clear, like, crystalline and, and a little bit smoky, but it's like a grayer Frankenstein-type thing. And uh, I love watching McFarlane pop, like, oh, the best part of this, check out all the detail and all. Look how textured his suit is. It's going to be badass. It's tough. He looks tough and big. Like, dude, why aren't you into wrestling? Like, like, why the hell is Todd McFarlane not in a wrestling? It, it doesn't make any sense to me, but he's a, I get he's Canadian, so give him a break. It's another whole reason to be into wrestling. Yeah, I had a... They uh, love hockey and they like wrestling. I had a customer the other day that was from Winnipeg. I'm like, man, all the best people come out of Winnipeg that are wrestlers. Like, really? You I almost me? died coming out of Winnipeg wrestling once. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's funny because today's the uh, one day after uh, eight year, uh, seven year anniversary. Seven, yeah, seven years ago, freaking coming back from a show in Winnipeg, we got a, uh, we ended up in a blizzard, running out. Freaking, we ended up running into the back of a semi truck that had parked in the highway. A van hit us from behind, and then freaking a semi truck tore through that van, almost killed a lot of us, like four of us. Freaking! How far did you get thrown, man? Like, uh, freaking the whole joke. Freaking, basically, it ends up being that when the van hit, it popped open the trunk, and for some reason, Jay, the guy who was driving, Jason, freaking was like, you know, we gotta get the stuff out of the trunk, and I, for some reason, that was like, oh, that's exactly what we need to be doing right now, right? But I went out and got the stuff. I went to drive the stuff out of the trunk. And apparently the semi had hit the freaking the van behind us, and freaking the van had twisted at a freaking ninety degree angle, hit me. I flew over the car into the freaking into the freaking highway, and freaking got a nasty freaking cut on my head. But you know, fortunately, grace of God, that was only that was the worst part of it. Yeah, I remember, I remember Ryzen, Ryzen talking about how bl- how bloody you were. If you if you listen to the uh, Ryzen interview from last last year, that was about uh, I think our I think Facebook told me uh, Monday was uh, my one year. No, it was it was a Sunday. It was it was a Sunday one year anniversary with my Ryzen interview. And he was talking all about that and how fucking crazy that shit was, man. That was nuts. Yeah, hearing about that, but I, I like the fact that. You and your buddies are so over with the uh, independent crowd that everyone was like, "Man, God bless." That, that was. I don't know if you got to see all the posts that uh, Elias posts about that actually. Yeah. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, it was, it was a t- uh, Overall, that was a tough weekend for everybody. Freaking mutual buddy, you know, Jack Masidal, Jack Zaylor, freaking passed the day before, and freaking you know, miss him every day. Freaking good dude. Freaking great. As good as a wrestler he was, he was a better freaking guy. So freaking, he always go out of his way to make everybody smile and freaking. Yeah, I wish he was still here. I wish you'd have met him, man. 
Sorry to, sorry to hear about him like this, man, but um, uh, I'm glad you knew him and he took care of you, man. So, yeah, good good freaking good dude. Went out of his way to help out a brother when, you know, when they were needed, so. What do you got left, man? We, we like, man, we spent, like, almost an hour on Feature State, man. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I gotta go back and read everything on this one, man, like, because this feels like a mistake to miss out on. I mean, if, you, yeah. if you're not reading every book of uh, the Null storyline... That's fine. But everything in Future State is absolute gold. Uh, one of those things, like, just make sure you get it in your head. Make sure you get the issues that are on the stand right now. You don't want to be those Johnny-come-latelys getting the fucking graphic novel and thinking that, like, uh, you know what's up. I, I, I'm proud of the people who buy graphic novels, but when it's coming out, it supports your local uh, comic fed. I'm going to steal a word from you. <laughs> yeah. like comic, it. We, it, man, Colorado, we've got a bunch of comic feds, man. We got Muse, my favorite. We get Ed's, our mutual, yep, Ed's is awesome. Our mutual favorite. We've got uh, Vans. We've got that tiny little place in Manitou. We've got uh, Iron Lion. We also have um, God. I know there's like two more, but the fact that one town can support so many comic book stores is awesome. Yeah, now it's always some place nearby. Which is, you know, always good. You're uh, you're going on vacation tomorrow. Where are you going? Uh going down to uh, going down to Amarillo. Gonna go see the uh, go see my mother-in-law. Freaking hang out for a few days. Come up back up here and back on the grind on Monday. So bring me back one of them those uh, Amarillo shot glasses, man. I'll see what I can find. See what I can find. Shoot. I need an armor shot glass and uh, take some photos by them cars that are randomly like stuck into the ground by that pasture <laughs> spray painted. Oh yeah, I haven't been there. Freaking do it. I probably haven't been there in like six, seven years. Go break into yeah, the, the old uh, Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, go break into the old abandoned Hastings. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to say I know a guy, but I might know a guy. Yeah, uh, know a guy that knows a guy that gets you broken in there and get us some comic books that they don't know we're signing, man. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm pretty I'm pretty. they gutted that was, They gutted all the Hastings, unfortunately. Dude. I think there was at least there was three, I think, in Amarillo. Hastings was the best, man. There was two. Uh, no, there was one in Norman, and there was one in... OKC, and then there was also uh, Half Price Books. Uh, like, man, I got I got this weird karma where I, like, uh, one of because guys, uh, Minefielders, Colin was working on set today, and he's on his way home safe right now. But um, we, we went to Half Price Books one day, and I found White Zombie on vinyl, the blue version, Africa 2000, and there was, like, you could buy all these uh, mystery comic sets, and I got Goon... I got the original Goon Run, like, all the way to the very original end, and then I got Watchmen 1 and 2. That was, and then also the, uh, Some Weird Cult book. I maybe spent, like, 50 bucks. It was fucking wonderful. But, Hastings, man, you can go get a, you can get, like, a UK porno mag, kick-ass fucking cappuccino, <laughs> some limited edition Futurama, Futurama action figures, and a band t-shirt, and a bunch of ROH DVDs. <laughs> And be out 20 bucks. And be out 20 bucks. <laughs> and be there for like six hours. They didn't give a shit. You're just wandering around checking shit out, man. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
But yeah, freaking, and let me let me run through freaking Harley Quinn real quick. I'm gonna eat my words. How about not being a Harley fan, and then Dude. talk about Batman, White Knight, Harley Quinn number four. Dude, I bought the freaking... fucking I bought the McFarlane Harley Quinn. I don't know if I uh, in shame shows you about it, <laughs> but it came with a bang gun and a mallet, and she looks really cute next to everything. I can't wait to get my flash in the mail. Nice, nice. As soon as you get that flash and reverse flash, to be set. Oh, dude, man, I, I. I was, it was, it was a, a choice. I don't really, it was a reverse flash. If it was reverse flash or even, uh, if it was, uh, yeah, if it was reverse flash, it would, I, I would have bought, I would have paid a hundred bucks for that. It was like the, <laughs> it was Barry Allen with, uh, the, um, uh, Dark Knight Metal. I was like, I don't, that's I don't a good flash. That. It's a good flash, but I don't care about it. It was just reverse flash or even kid flash, but, um, but I am, I was like, if I'm going to buy a two-pack, I'm going to buy that fucking Nightwing and Red Hood, because that shit is fucking gorgeous. Like, Nice. Oh, dude, like, it, it's, Nightwing doesn't have the blue, like the one that comes with the uh, other half of the Batmobile, but this one is mm-hmm. in the same red metallic gold, uh, metallic gold hue that uh, Red Hood is in. He's got the jacket, the fucking guns, it looks fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah, give us some, uh, give us some Harley Quinn, man. Alrighty. So, freaking, we open up with it. Uh, Bruce Wayne being in jail. You know, Bruce Wayne's in jail because they, you know, freaking death of the Joker and whatnot. You know, him and Harley are. You know, Harley actually comes to visit him, and she's talking about uh, the guy she's been working with, Hector, in the GTO. Freaking about how you know she's comparing how he was obsessed. With, he might be obsessed with her. To how Joker was obsessed with Batman. Batman turns it around as basically talking about how, you know, maybe it's more about the way you were obsessed with the Joker than the way Joker was obsessed with me. Good assessment. So, and then she, it turns out that freaking we're, we're ta- they're talking about the um, when they went to when the original chemical fall when Joker fell in the chemicals at Ace Chemicals. And it uh, turns out Harley was actually there the whole time. Like, she saw everything. Because she'd been listening on the police scanners trying to find any whereabouts about Jack, who is Joker, obviously. Of course, Mr. Napier. Yep, Mr. Napier. And she she ends up hearing about it, so she follows. She ends up going to Ace Chemicals, and freaking he finds her, and he's just like, you gotta hide, like, Batman and the cops are coming for me. And freaking, like, he's like, I didn't, you know, he's basically, I don't want you to see me like this. Like, I know you've been looking for me. Please stop. Like, just let me, just let me do this. I have to do it. I'm sick. Yeah. The whole thing is that, in, like I said, in this, in this, in this Elseworld story, you know, he's legitimately sick. Like, he can't control, like, Joker and Jack Napier are two different personalities. It's almost like Two-Face, only it's more of a struggle. So everything happens the same way as it normally does. You know, he goes, he you know, he falls over. Almost, you know, Batman tries to save him, but he, he falls into the pit and becomes, you know, Joker as he falls into the uh, into the vat of chemicals. Only this time, Harley's watching the entire thing. Just like fly on the wall, or is she is one of those. Well, she's she's hiding. She doesn't want to get caught. Or she, well, she does, you know, she doesn't want to be found out. But does she? If she gets caught, he's freaking. If she gets caught, he's uh, her. She's out of her out of her job as a psychiatrist. 
<laughs> and the whole time, you know, they're pulling him out of the out of the vat, and you know, he's like, "Stay away! Don't you dare help me right now! You know, go! You can't save me!" And the whole time, Batman is thinking he's talking to you know Joker or Joker's talking to him and the cops, and the whole time he's talking to Harley. Oh. Just, just is she is she playing stupid or is she got an end game here? No, there, there's no end game. He, he's just, she's just trying to tell him Bruce what happened, and Bruce is like, I knew you were there the whole time, and you know, and she's like, Why didn't you turn me in? And he's just like, I believe, I, I believe in you. I believe in the reason you wanted to save him. Like you can't, you couldn't save him, but I get why you were trying. And like that's you know that's basically what I was doing for the city, you know I might I might have known the entire time I couldn't save everybody, but it didn't mean I wasn't going to try. He has to. That's what Batman does. I mean, like if he can do what he can, especially it's one of those things where I really like Batman because he's constantly fighting for a feral city that's not going to get better, but he's still yeah. trying anyway. Yeah, you're not wrong. But then we go to we go to this movie theater. And you know, here's the producer and the starlet. You know, the producer the producer's the mastermind with the plan, and the starlet's the one that is, uh, you know, making the plan happen. And if you recall from when we talked about last issue, the issue ended with her being in uh, Hector's room, the the daughter, the the son of the um, famed '50s actress Sophia Valentine. Beautiful. And she was, you know, she was hiding out the whole time that. Uh, that Harley and Hector were there at his mom's house, and she's claim, you know, he she's claiming that she was just there trying to get the uh, get the get the knives because Sophia was a fam- was famous for her knife throwing ability, and the whole goal is they're trying to kill Sophia and all her friends that were these famous fifties actresses, and we don't quite know why, but the producer calls out um, calls out the starlet, saying that like you know. This is why you never made it as an actress. You could never focus enough. And they end up actually getting into it because freaking apparently she's got, she's got a thing for Hector and we don't quite know why as of yet, but the producer's got some powerful friends and he's able to stop the, uh, cause they're the GTO is trying to get a warrant to get into the Gotham film Academy. And he's got some powerful friends who are slowing down the, the process so Harley Harley ends up following Hector, and then they both end up being followed by Duke Thomas, because they're all just they're all planning on breaking into the academy anyway, right? Just right. to try to get evidence. And turns out, as soon as they get in there, they see a poster, a picture of all these pictures on the wall, and it's Harley and it's Hector. Busted. And not, yeah, and they're not quite sure what's going on. But then you just hear somebody say, and action, and they turn around and it's the producer. <laughs> That's so awesome. Duke, yeah, so Duke's running after the producer while Hector and Harley are looking for um, the starlet. And the producer ends up outsmarting Duke and taking him down. But then we before we see anything that happens there, we just see that, um, you know, they're, Harley and freaking Hector are chasing the freaking starlet into this freaking movie theater and they lose her and the movie starts what movie it's it's hector as a child and his nanny <laughs> and it's freaking 
you know, as they're as they're watching this movie, the mom, the Hector's mother, walks into the scene, and freaking she is plastered out of her mind, talking about how she hates her son and how he ruined her career because he ruined her body when she gave birth to him, and you know, the the ba- the nanny's trying to you know you know, doesn't want him to hear all this. He's trying, she's like, you know, why don't you just go lie down? I'll put Hector to bed. No big deal. And she ends up like, you know, this is, you know, you're trying to be a better mother than me, blah, blah, blah. And she throws her bottle of liquor at her or at her son. And he, the nanny dives in front of it and freaking catches a bottle to the face. Takes the liquor bottle. She said liquor bottle shot. Yep. Square to the face. And the reason they're doing this is it turns out that the starlet is a nanny. Like, she had to have three surgeries before she was even able to look normal again. And freaking, and it ruined, because her mom, her, while her, while his mom was an actual actress, the nanny was an aspiring actress. And, like, had just gotten in with her, with the same agent and everything, and they wouldn't use her for any roles because of the scar damage to her face. Just like that. Yep. So that's why that's why she's out for vengeance. That's why she's out to kill freaking Hector's mom. But she still she still loves Hector. We're not quite sure the level of this love. But it's definitely something that would uh, be a level of love that would betray a trusted superhero and cause a big problem. Yes. So we turn around and we freaking you know she's like you know you have to you know she tells her she's he's like she tells Hector. You know, first off, you need to get rid of Harley. Absolutely. And we turn, we turn around. Yeah, we turn around, and Harley is trapped in the proje- the proje- projector. The film is around her neck, and it's tightening, and it's it's going to kill her. And he just looks at Hector, or she looks at Hector, and she's like, who's it going to be? <laughs> you know, and he, he just starts walking towards Harley, and Harley's like, I can't breathe. And she he just holds up a gun, and he's like, I'm sorry. And that's where the issue ends. Man, it's one of those things that happens a lot in Harley books, where she's about to die, and then she pulls a fucking mallet out of her ass, literally, and uh, bonks the guy in the head, and he sees some stars and some hummingbirds. I mean, do you, how do you feel about Harley, man? Like, it's it's such a weird thing. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, personally, I'm not a big Harley fan, just because I hate characters that are overexposed, that are just everywhere. Me too, man. It's- me too. Like I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not a huge Wolverine fan. I'm not. Oh, like Deadpool's cool in the movies, but like I don't, I don't read the books. Harley's and like I read, I picked this up purely because it's a Batman White Knight, and I think what the White Knight series is has always been phenomenal. Absolutely. And like this is this is the first book I've ever picked up that Harley. Like, like I enjoy Harley. Like this, this one's really given her some depth because she's not just. You know the the ex girlfriend. You know she was there to help. You know Jack was sick. She tried to help him. You know she ended up she ended up having his his tw- uh, twins by him. You know and she's trying to do the single mom thing. And no matter you no matter what she does, she can't she can't manage being a psychiatrist and a mom and a freaking and Harley Quinn. You know all, all that all at once. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have very many friends and freaking like she's doing this to help out to try to give back to the community after she freaking, you know, destroyed it with the Joker so many times. So like this is like this this story is really kind of giving Harley like a whole bunch of depth 
that like I haven't seen in previous iterations of Harley. But you're liking it. Yeah, it's it's been a solid read. You know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I've always been very big into Elseworlds, and like I said, White Knight, White Knight was freaking just kind of slid under the radar because freaking it came out about the same time Doom, Doomsday's clock started, and freaking you know everyone was like, oh, Doomsday clock. Oh, I'm like, eh, it's all right, but this shit is phenomenal. I had to catch up like crazy on that motherfucker, man. I mean, and I I can't wait for the uh, White Knight set for uh, McFarlane to be approved so I can fucking pre-order that shit, man. Because uh, we were talking about the uh, last night, the uh, Scarecrow mm-hmm. riding Bane's back, and yeah, it's... I think that's I think that one's freaking last uh, last night on Earth or whatever. That's the, the, one, the one with the Joker and the freaking and Joker's head is in the bottle. White Knight is that one. No, that's two. That's two different stories. So that one, that was another Black Label book. That one was th- three issues because Joker ends up becoming Robin. God damn it, in I'm that wrong. in that series. I, I swear, I swear, you and I are talking about the same thing, but we're just take, looking at a different perspective. Because I was looking at it and I, said, it said the I white, don't think Scarecrow's really shown up in White Knight at all. It said it was white. The White Knight. Set. I'm not questioning you. I'm just telling you what I read. White Knight yeah. set was the legless Scarecrow. We've got Batman in his like uh, almost space suit. We've got a different Wonder Woman and a different Dick Grayson. Um, it doesn't matter because everything's great. Uh, yeah. I don't know that because Wonder Woman's another one that's not in freaking White Knight at all. Ooh. But she's definitely she's definitely in Last Night on. It might have been like they might have been like. But then again, Robin's not in freaking. Because Joker becomes Robin and freaking. Last uh, last night on Earth, so I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it's like I don't know. Well, the fact that I'll you go. and I are reading like everything, uh, you can't blame us. <laughs> you gotta look it up in a book. Give us some Johnny, <laughs> man, because like uh, I'm disappointed myself. I miss it. I'll get it. Dude, you are missing out. Freaking okay. So a little bit of backstory first off. We've got a uh, young John Constantine, his lady friend Aisha, and their friend Billy. And the, all three of them are probably right around 12, 13. And Johnny freaking – Johnny's trying to show off because he just started doing it, you know, doing his magic stuff. Of course. And of course, if, you know, as you know, Constantine always talks about, magic has a freaking price. Always has a price. No matter how and good you're doing with it, it's going to hurt. Yeah, and he was trying to show off for his friends, and freaking Billy ended up drowning because of John's mistake. So at the end of the at the end of the first issue, we we find out that Billy's still alive, quote unquote. But we find out he's actually been possessed by this demon, Despondio. Man, I loved when it when it showed up, especially the colors. They they, they don't make him look too dead, like he's some zombie asshole. But it's definitely something to be trifled with. Or not to be trifled with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Freaking, and the whole thing, too, is we find out that the whole reason this whole issue starts is because there are these angels. And the angels are just falling from... They're falling from heaven, and they're dying. And they just crash right upon impact. Boom, dead. But But it turns out that they're not actually angels. They're humans. (laughs) But we'll we'll get to why in the book. So this issue actually ends up, like, now Aisha and Constantine are grown, 
but Billy is still the same 12-year-old boy because he's possessed by the demon. And Aisha is now married, and her and her husband have two kids. And the, the end of issue two, had uh, we had Billy playing with the two kids in the living room because they were doing a sleepover. Just playing some video games, no big deal. Hey, bitch, what's up? You thought you were rid of me, but now I'm probably going to kill everyone in the goddamn fucking house. <laughs> Pretty much, because we end up turning turn around in page two, and her son is bleeding from the side. And it turns out it's not too bad of a cut, but it's 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 a gusher. That was just kind of Billy saying hello. This is what I can do. So Aisha takes Billy home, or is going to take Billy home, right? And Billy just ends up spilling his guts to Aisha, letting her know exactly what his plan is, because he doesn't he doesn't want to just take out. He doesn't want. He's not interested in souls. He's interested in an empire. Escaping and, from hell and, and doing that whole make the new hell up here. Not yes and no, because he, he wants the empire. Because if he can build if he can build a huge business and build billionaires and give them what they want, then he could freaking turn around and freaking if he has the empires, he can build them up and destroy it. And the trickle down effect will cause despair for everybody in Britain. And he just, he lives off of that pain and torment. Right, and that was, that was one of the best parts, was the description of his, his actual demon entity form in issue two, was what he fucking is. Like, just someone that siphons off despair. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that he's able to, he, the thing is, why the businessmen want to work with, or even think about working with him, is because he can offer them the one thing they can't get. Fame, because fortune, all, all these protection. <laughs> no all the all these all these all these assholes are doing these horrible things for money exactly so they're they they know they're going to hell so he offers them angels wings <laughs> he's like I can literally give you these wings if you give me your money you give me your company and you can fly yourself up to heaven as simple as that but all he's doing is providing the freaking wings. The thing is, is they can't they can't get into heaven. They can only fly above heaven. So when they get tired, they fall. Man, and, and they're dead. But he's still murdering people because that dude that was at the top of the fucking church was definitely conveniently placed there. Or did he just happen to fall on the church on the church fire? But don't forget, his wings were ripped off. They didn't fall off. Yeah. But the whole thing is, she's like, he's, you know, she's just like, what are you? Why are you? you know, Aisha's like, why are you telling me this? And she's like, you're the most. He's just like, you're the most vulnerable of all. You're a mom. <laughs> you know, no, I can. You know, you can't do anything to me because if you do, I will do horrible things to your children. Make you watch. I will possess them and have them eaten from the inside out. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. No big deal. It's gonna happen. But we get Johnny that the conflict and like I, I like the fact that the entire time he ever functions, he's completely hungover. He's unshaved. He's hungover. He's been beaten up. Beaten he's got up. a five o'clock shadow. Just, just, just wants a pint, pint and cigarette. Yep. He likes what and, he likes. Yeah, and then we uh, we end up walking in freaking John's. John's visiting Billy's dad in jail right now. 
and he's you know he's just giving him the one four, letting him know this is you know he's not your kid. You know what have you guys been doing? And we find out that freaking they've apparently killed twenty three millionaires and seventeen billionaires over the last ten years, all over the world. This is what they've been doing, and they they've accrued billions Consol- among billions of dollars. Consolidating power. Yeah. Fixing and on that void. Like he, yeah, and he knows what his son is. He just he just wants his son back. And freaking on top of that, you know, that that billions of billions of dollars isn't too bad. Not the least bit. Yeah. So freaking John's just you know, John's coming up with a plan as he always freaking does. And turns out that that's exactly where Billy and Aisha Aisha are coming. And you know, Constantine knows this. So he's like, you know, I've got about half a plan right now, and we're gonna make this work. So I need you to do this. And he hands freaking Billy's dad a gun. And Billy's here to break out his dad so they can keep doing what they're doing. And his dad points the gun at his own son and is like, I've had enough. Please and tell then, me please tell me he doesn't. Yeah, he's pointing he's pointing the gun at his dad. Or his dad's pointing the gun at his son. And freaking the demon lets him have control for a moment. So he's like, Daddy, please don't. And he's like, he, he, the dad's freaking doing, pulling us apart. And he's like, shut up. You're not really him. You know, I'm, we're not doing this. And right then, freaking the, uh, the demon jumps from Billy's body to his dad's body. Right when the cops come in, or the constables, since, you know, this is all in England. And freaking... They pull, they pull their guns, and Constantine yells at him, he's going to shoot the kid. And all the freaking police <laughs> pull their guns on him and shoot Billy's dad and just murder him in cold blood right in front of his son. He's got to have a plan to bring that back off, man. That, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. that, that is a lot. I, I've never heard Johnny do something like that, especially in broad fucking daylight, man. Oh, yeah. And then the demon just escapes out of Billy's dad's body and just is freaking bullets grows to the size of a building and flies around killing everybody. This pleases me. You know? Yep. And that's right when that's right as the devil comes in and he's actually running from Satan himself and freaking, you know, he's like, you know, Johnny grabs Chaz and they get in his freaking, um, in his car and they're like, we gotta go, we gotta go see somebody. Yeah. They they jump in the taxi and we got to go see somebody right now. Please say it's M- Madame Xanadu. Worse. Oh no. Yeah. Constantine goes and finds his dad. All right. <laughs> that's uh. Not what you were expecting. No, but not even that. But that's that's like I mean like who's got their hair up their ass to make Johnny fucking redeemable? And yeah. Well, that's that, that's the interesting part. We're getting to that because the whole story, if you don't know, is freaking. I mean, you know, but to people who don't, is that Johnny's freaking Johnny's mom died in childbirth, and the entire time freaking Johnny's been alive, his dad has blamed him for killing his mom. No matter no matter what good Johnny could possibly do, it's never good enough for his dad. Not in the least bit. Yeah. And you know Johnny, he's you know he opens the door, and Johnny's dad just looks at him, it's like, "What the fuck do you want?" And he's just like, "I'm I'm just here for a book." 
and he just walks in to get the book. And while he's freaking talking or while he's looking for the book, Satan is actually having a conversation with his dad. Man, this is just like what's going on in uh, Mortal Hulk. I mean, they don't have the uh, the green door. Mm-hmm. But the daddy figure is a big fucking deal, man. Especially when it comes off abusive. Especially when it's coming off of, it's your fault that the best thing that ever happened to me is gone. And, but this is a little bit more depth. Uh, yeah, it's great. Depth. It's interesting. Like, freaking, so Johnny gets the book. He goes in the cab, waits for him and Chaz are just waiting for Satan to come back. And freaking, there's a knock on the door. And freaking, it's his dad. And, you know, freaking, the devil is like, tell, why don't you tell John what you just told me? And freaking, John's dad apologizes. And he's like, I was wrong. You know, you were, you were, ne- it wasn't, it was never your fault. My I'm, bad, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a bastard and I'm sorry. And like, John forgives him and he's just like, hey, you know, your friend says you have something to do, but, you know, after you're done, do you want to grab a pint? Maybe go freaking, maybe go watch a game together. And this like, chill out. be friends. Yeah. And Constantine, like, you can see him, you can, like, the picture is gorgeous. You can literally see him freaking about to just start bawling. And he just looks at his dad and he's like, yeah, that sounds all right. All right, let's do it. So, like, they're freaking, you know, him and Chaz get back in the car. His, freaking, his dad walks away and John's just like, or Satan's just like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Go handle, go handle your problems. My, I have a lot of issues with my dad, too, which is freaking hilarious. But then as, as they're freaking leaving, like they just they're looking at each other and freaking um, John's getting ready to set up a summoning spell inside Chaz's freaking taxi. The devil looks at him and is just like, go get him, tiger. <laughs> you just almost hit the jackpot. Yeah. So they end up setting up the summoning spell and they summon Despondio. And they're freaking driving like maniacs all over freaking London, trying to avoid this big bastard. And they actually they end up freaking almost totaling freaking Chaz's taxi because of course they do. And they end up in what's known as Stanley Park. Now freaking the whole thing ends up being that uh, Stanley Park freaking is a really big place as a place where they all the uh, all the football teams go and that's where they freaking do their freaking you know matches and games and whatnot and freaking john basically john john cuts this monologue real quick where he talks about how he freaking um utilizes sympathy magic like the whole thing is that he's freaking trying result. to get yeah that's what you know that's what he calls it he calls it sympathy magic and freaking like right when the devil or right when Despondio possesses him, you know, he's like, I'll, you know, I'll have your soul. And he's like, you know, you can have it. I don't, uh, I don't care. Yeah, and no, he gives it to him. He, yeah, he tries to freaking hand it to him. And he's like, what, what, you know, what have you done? And then they talk about the sympathy magic, you know, and they're talking about the, the history of Stanley Park and how all the football teams were playing. And the whole thing is, you know, whether you, whatever team you played, you you were there for, while you were there, you forgot your worries and you were just happy. Yeah, you know, they they could they could they could make anything a better day. They could even they could even make a freaking a father forget that he hated his son for ninety minutes. Hmm. And freaking that was 
that you know that kind of joy he just you know you know you can't ignore that kind of joy on that much of a monumental level and he uses that to basically uh, take control of the demon despondio and then we turn around and all of a sudden you know freaking when he possesses him constantine gets devil's wings but as the magic takes over they become angel's wings and freaking he forces despondio to tell him every bank account number and every freaking uh every offshore account and every password that him and billy's dad used to get all that money and he just freaking he gets that and he tells chaz you know tell freaking aisha to meet me at the bank how do you feel about chaz i've always been torn about chaz I think Chaz is great because he's he's that he's that good but he's that good buddy he's that he's that ride or die best friend that like you know this guy you know freaking this guy's got his faults like Constantine has many many faults he's awful but at the end at the end he's still my friend and I've still got his back like he's not a Constantine's a piece of crap but he's never he's not a bad guy and Chaz reinforces that because it's like you know. Yeah, he gets me in trouble a lot, and my wife hates him hates him so much. But Why's at the that? end of the day, he's still my he's still my bloke. He's still my boy. I've still got his back, and I think legitimately, we all have friends like Constantine that like he's my buddy, even though he is kind of a fuck. I was thinking about it when I hear that sort of uh, analogy was the beginning of Hot Tub Time Machine. So you guys are his friend, and uh, not really, but you know how every group has an asshole? He's our asshole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, freaking, that's the thing. Freaking, you know, it's, not that, it's not that Constantine's not irredeemable. If nothing else, a lot of good books have utilized the fact that Constantine is redeemable. But, like, freaking, you know, he's a good dude. At the, he's a good dude at the end of it. He's just, he's broken. And like every everybody's got that broken friend that just like you don't necessarily want to fix him, but like you just want to see him do all right for himself in the end. Just do some something well, and I completely agree, man. It's just we love him, but come on, we just get yourself out of the hole, man. Because like his his uh, idea of being a worthwhile human being is almost cleaning up his messes. Because. <laughs> uh. You hear, like, you read about Wolverine, I'm the best I am at what I do. You murder people. Okay, but everyone you fall in love with dies. Or is brutally tortured in some way. And then they do the the classic storytelling trope where he rescues you or you guys pull off a caper. But mm. then you also have the sort of, uh, at the beginning of Dark Phoenix, and I'm getting back to uh, Wolverine when you're talking about, like, the, the buddy thing. Yep. Uh... They get to the Hellfire Club. Okay, you go here, you go here. Hey, was Wolverine? Oh, he's in the sewers right now and just murdered eight hundred Hellfire guys, and he's not even halfway to Gene. We gotta wrangle him. All right, but we should actually leave him alone. Um, no, I'm the I'm the leader, but uh, <laughs> you're not gonna wrangle that guy in, and that's exactly what John is. And yeah. But, uh, like he's your ace in the hole because you're not quite sure what he's going to do at any given time, but you know, he's got, he's always got a plan. You have to have a plan. Yeah. So speaking of the plan, so we get to the bank and freaking 
like I said, John's got all these passwords in his head and all this, all the account numbers. He evenly distributes the fifty billion dollars plus to all of England. <laughs> so everybody's got X amount of thousands and thousands of dollars in their bank account they did not have yesterday. And freaking, they finish it off with Satan removing Despondio from freaking Constantine's, you know, from inside of Constantine, and then he just eats Despondio. Beautiful. Just right there in front of Constantine. And Constantine just was like, you know, I'm pretty sure, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure you're pissed off by my good deed. And the devil's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> millions of people. He's just like, millions of people who had nothing just got a surprise pile of disposable income. There's going to be so much sinning tonight. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so we literally turn the page and we walk right into the sinning as everybody is at the bar. Please. And I mean everybody. People are buying everybody drinks. Everybody's buying that first through 58th round. And everybody's enjoying it. And Chaz ends up passing out. Which really sucks because obviously he's the designated driver. Of course. <laughs> we got news for you. Get out of here. <laughs> so we end up freaking, freaking Constantine and freaking Satan end up going to the pisser. And they're just freaking like... They, it harkens back to the earlier issue where they're like, Constantine just throws it out there. Hey, you know, am I really below your standards? And Satan's like, just come here. And these two dudes just freaking end up making out in the freaking bathroom. <laughs> so uh, and, basically anyone in a Rocky show that's tired of the tired of sucking. <laughs> and pretty much. So since Chaz is freaking plastered, they, the, Freaking Satan goes back to hell. Freaking Constantine, Chaz, Aisha, and her and her husband are freaking just running down. They're walking down the street, just singing "Tiny Dancer," and freaking they end up dropping off Chaz at home. Like they just leave his leave his drunken body on the door and knock on it. And unfortunately for Constantine, of course, Chaz's wife is still awake. Dude, we we never see Chaz's wife. <laughs> But when we do, it's not, it's any, it ain't pretty, because she's, like, I mean, like, you and I have got our own, like, private wrestling lives and balancing everything out with our, mm -hmm. our, but you got that one dude that, like, like, you're, you're not gonna have to pick me up at 2 a.m., but, like, you know that we're gonna have to pick some up at fucking 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> After parties. <laughs> But yeah, freaking, he's just like, hello, how you doing, Renee? And she's like, don't you, don't you do that. What did you, what have you done to my husband? Speaking of a dumbass husbands, as we wind down, uh, from what I understand, you've heard a story where some wife didn't show up to pick up their dumbass husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, you, let's, dude. Let's, I, okay, yeah. Okay, so this, okay, my wife, for, for those not in the know, blah, 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 my wife works at a bank. And freaking, when she was starting up her shift, freaking this dude was taking money out of the ATM and randomly decided to stick his tongue in the spot where the <laughs> money comes out. <laughs> and not only did he, I mean, the, the guy put thought into it because he took, took his mask off, freaking reached out, grabbed the money real quick, and then stuck his tongue in before the door shut. Now, freaking, if, for those who don't know, the... um. There's a cylinder that goes around and around that shoots the money out. 
Of course. And th- this poor bastard got his tongue stuck in the cylinder. So he's literally sitting down there freaking in a crouch position while they call 911 to have the fire department come out and remove his tongue from the inside of this ATM. So they call his wife because the guy's in his, his late 30s, early 40s, and freaking calls his wife. Wife doesn't pick up, so they leave a message, and freaking the uh, the wife two hours later still hasn't shown up. They call the fi- they get the fire department there. The fire department ends up having to cut part of this guy's tongue off because they can't they can't get it out of the machine. I love it. So as they're like getting rid of this, they're taking this guy away. Freaking obviously proud of the hospital, I assume. Freaking um, they end up having to call the ATM guy to come out to remove the rest of this guy's tongue. From inside the ATM. Man, I, I think your wife was just lucky he wasn't horny. Because we'd have an even better, oh. <laughs> even better story oh. on that one. Oh. That's some love sausage stuff going on right there. Dang. And thank God uh, you and I grew up in good families and we're not putting our tongue or dicks and shit, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, so finishing up the Constantine. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, you're good. I just want to get it out real quick. Because freaking this is good stuff. So freaking Renee's pissed at Constantine because, of course, it's his fault. And he's like, hey, just so you know, Chaz helped us save the city last night. And if you really want to see how, I, how much we're sorry, take a look at your bank account real quick. <laughs> and she's just like, well, fuck me in the ear with a rabid poodle. So we're just going to leave that there. That usually um, costs extra. Yeah, so chat and chat, uh, freaking Constantine, freaking Aisha and her husband, freaking are walking home, and freaking Jamie, the husband, is like, hey, you know, if you want to crash here, you know, no problem. You know, Constantine's like, nah, I'm good, but I appreciate it. And freaking, you know, she he looks at Aisha saying goodbye, and he's like, you know, you got a good man there, and she's like, I know, but you still can't borrow him for the night. <laughs> So then that's that's where they bid adieu. And the uh, last little scene we see is Constantine walking down the street and another angel with wings another one. falls to the ground, dead in front of him, naked as a jaybird wearing only a crown. So in true Constantine fashion, he puts the crown on, walks down the street, thinking, you know, at the end of the day, what harm? It's, it, it's all fucking magic. And that's where we end. Dude. I'm so happily happily aware of your love of Constantine. And this is so much fun. Dude. Like I was saying, I, I've said it time and time again, either personally or freaking uh, or privately to you or possibly on the podcast, dude. Constantine is a guy that's made for Black Label. You can't just throw anybody in a Black Label book and be like, hey, I think we kind of learned that with Batman Damned a couple years ago. Yeah, You can't just throw Batman in a Black Label book and be like, boom, there it is. Buy it. Like, it, Black Label's made for certain characters. you got to have certain – you have to have a, a certain chutzpah, I guess, to That's really, the- like, thrive yeah. in a Black Label environment. And Constantine's that guy. Like, I know they canceled the book earlier this year. It's freaking his regular title under Sandman. 
But like if they keep doing if they can if they can keep giving us freaking Constantine through black label on a routine basis, I will buy each and every issue. Maybe even two or three. One to read, one to read on the can, and then one to keep safe. Yeah, yeah. I just never freaking get around to buying the freaking big ass magazine freaking freaking things to put them in. I need to get them at some point. Play a little larger and golden size, man. Golden era. Yeah. Well, like we're oh, yeah. we've done a shitload of comics tonight, man. Like uh, we got to do some minefields after dark for a little bit, but uh, let's take a break. Yeah, I think we're yeah, we're good, man. Sounds good. Cool. This is uh, minefields. You're not gonna hear what we're talking about because it's super secret wrestling stuff. Actually, we're just gonna boom. We're probably just gonna talk about DC Comics for the next two hours. Anyway, and probably boobs and some some hooters with some uns. Big ones, little ones. <laughs> like it. But guys, this is minefields. This is dangerous. This transmission is over.